welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your no-sub crew goes on a little deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. This week it's the go go home show for WCW for Bash at the Beach. While we're still learning what card what's the card going to be for WCW. And we learned a lot this week. And it just makes us want to go. That's what you're giving us. Yep. So, let me introduce you to your no-so crew. First, sadly, former Hoot fight champion. But he's fighting out of Springfield, Oregon, representing the Murder Death Kill Gang, Eastern Block Hit Club, good brother gang affiliated, Murder Death Kill, all, all fucking day. day, Corey the King, the man, Corey fucking man. I will get my title back. Uh, right now, I'm concentrating on my special ref duties. I'm officiating the boner for boner match. Um, yeah. What's I'm the ready. outfit like? Mine? Yeah. Very, very skimpy. Ooh. Is this the... Uh, are you... Uh, Is it a painted ref outfit? It's very Sable-esque. Ooh. Are you replacing some, like a former ref that, you may, that may or may not have gone missing? I don't know what you're speaking of. Uh, new, news to me. Let's not forget about <laughs> No Souls Living Legend, Mike. Hi, everybody. And I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. So we're June 5th, 1999. Or July 5th. That too. No, July. June, July, same thing. Hey, guys, we're in July. No, they're completely separate months. Yeah. No, they're not. No. <laughs> they both are J. They'll have a U in it. What up? I mean, can't fault that logic. Thank you. <laughs> July 5th, 1999. For WCW Monday Night Chart, we're in Atlanta, Georgia. We're in the Georgia Dome. Is this the first time? Nope. Last year? Well, finger poke of doom, gentlemen. I was going to say, first time since the finger poke of doom. Yeah, they do it twice. First, uh, first show of January, first show of July. And the uh, crowd's is, getting smaller. Well, <laughs> isn't it? But you say that, but is anybody else surprised that there were as many people there as there were? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, damn, this is not a bad house for what they're giving us. So, in the beginning, they show the, the uh, like, wide shot, the panorama shot of the arena. And you can totally t- see empty sections. Mm-hmm. Even though they're in the nosebleed, but and in the, like, second row. And they did, they did show a shot where you could see that a lot of the dome wasn't being used. Yeah. yeah. But that's not only the fact that the ticket sales weren't exactly demanding it, but also... This is the first show uh, they've done there since they have the new set, which is about 80 times the size of the old set. It's so big. And it's so big, it actually takes up so much of that room mm-hmm. that you can't... You There's no way they could have had as many people as last year, even if they wanted to. It would have lost 20,000 seats like, at for least. viewing. You couldn't have seen it. At least. Yeah. Because um, that's a huge set. And that's I was reading about, and that's one thing about businesses down at this time, and in the Observer they were talking about yes, business is bad because the product's terrible and people have quit going, but it's also down because in arenas around the country now, that set is so fucking big that in every arena they're going back to, thousands of seats less capable than there were with the old set, and it's crazy you could they you could tell they didn't consider that when they built the set <laughs> at all, nope. But do you think it's been a couple months now with this? Do you think they could 
Well, there's no way to make it smaller. Well, there's no way to make it smaller unless you change it. Unless you change it. The set's the set. Change it. But the set's huge. Yeah, that's true. So let's get into this. Change the ramp, though. <laughs> they definitely need to do that. Jesus. So let's get into uh, tonight's Nitro. First, we start with a recap from last week's show. Highlights of the night. Uh, Flair making a match for the WCW Heavyweight Championship between his son, David Flair, and Mr. Kevin Nash. Uh, Piper making it a lumberjack match. Flair reinstating the elbow drop from Mr. One Macho Man. Uh, Nash making his own stipulation that if he get, if he wins, he gets Tory for 72 hours because he will wreck her. <laughs> Uh, then they show the highlights from the main event, uh, Nash being attacked by 900 people. Nash then tasering everybody. Nash getting in the limo with uh, Gorgeous George and Tori. I believe you mean Nash beating up nine people. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? He tasered them all. Nine people jobbing out to Kevin Nash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nash getting the women into the la- uh, limo as he sees staying in the Hummer. Uh, then we get the fantastic highlights from uh, Thunder. Of uh, Mr. Macho being put on a little uh, rat race to find Gorgeous George. Uh, then Sting attacking Nash with a baseball bat. And then Gorgeous George being ending up to be one Tory Wilson. So, who's like, first of all, we talked about the absurdity <laughs> of them not taking the hood off. Yeah. But we failed to bring up the fact that she's also seven to eight inches taller than Gorgeous George. Yep. That's true. Which would have made it super obvious. Yeah. Um, as we said, um, the arena is... And also, like, her mouth wasn't covered. Like, she just wasn't talking. <laughs> like, she's just quiet or... <laughs> shush, shush, shush. She was scared into silence. Yes. Uh, like we said earlier, the arena was half full, half used, a lot of empty seats, a lot of empty uh, uh, sections. However... There's like three stages set up tonight mm-hmm. because uh, we're supposed to get a mega death performance tonight. Mm. So commentary brings up that, hey, Bret Hart's here tonight. And for the first time since the passing of Owen, and they're going to let him talk. Um, we have all the stars here tonight. We have Ric Flair, Sid, and Macho, and many more. So let's get our first match tonight, guys. Juventud Guerrero versus Chavo Guerrero Jr., Hoovy, his long feud with the ramp is still continuing as he's taking his precious time down. Play however, player. however, Chavo eats eats it tonight. At least he owns up to it. As um, he sells it, he sells makes it. it part of the deal. Uh, first time we've seen Chavo in a while. I was going to say that I legitimately forgot he worked there. That's how long since we've seen him. Um, honestly, was he just like helping with Eddie, like? No, it's just um, catering. They have so many people, and, and they they're not focusing on most of them. Yeah. So he's either staying home or in catering and just being forgotten. So I know they worked with uh, Japan. All Japan? New Japan? New Japan. New Japan. Did they have anything with Mexico? Like uh, people could bounce back and forth? When they first brought Conan over and some of those cruiserweights they did, but it broke down very quickly when... The AAA, right? Yeah. There's a, uh, when it was clear that they were... Well, when they signed the guys to full-time deals and wouldn't let them go back and work I Mexico. Mean, there is a... Tells your relationship. There, there is a network special of WCW trying to promote down in Mexico. Uh, uh, one thing I first noticed in this match is a uh, tie-dye guy. Mm-hmm. Not the one from ECW, but the... Long-lasting fan that wears the same tie-dye tank top. He's there. 
every show he's at. Uh, he's more noticeable for future references. Uh, Raw 05, when Shelton and Sean spot, he's the front row, and he's the first guy up to go, holy crap. Uh, for this match, it's a back-and-forth match. Um, Chavo's playing the heel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. While Hoobie's well, I mean, the heel, but he's more of the cockiness? Or just Hoobie? I thought Hoobie was back to being a face. I, I felt like Hoobie's a face. Especially I, like, I he was definitely a face at Spring Stampede when I saw him. And, like, because he had a match with Eddie a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Eddie's clearly the heel. And he already so was the heel. Hoobie's and Chavo did turn heel in February to take mm-hmm. on Kidman at Super Bowl. So, yeah, yeah. That checks out. I, maybe it's just because we haven't seen Chavo in a while that we, I forgot which face heel side he is. I enjoyed but, this match, actually. I, yeah. It was uh, a perfectly fine match. Um, nice back and forth reversals on the pins. It's like a nitro throwback. Start with cruiserweights. It's guys that should be on TV way more than they are yeah. uh, being utilized in a division that they seem to have all but just forgotten about. Uh, Chavo tries to leap over Hoovy using the turnbuckle, but Hoovy reverses it into the Hoovy driver. Chavo then gets up. Right away, as Hoobie's trying to go up for the 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 splat four fifty splash, um, crowd gets behind this match when they start getting to the reversals part of uh, reversing each other's finishers. However, just like it should nineteen ninety nine typical fashion, here comes Sid and Macho to attack both men. Uh, Sid's wearing the world title around his waist. Uh, Sid power bombs Chavo and almost throws Chavo behind him as he lifts him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Macho drops the elbow on Hoovy. So I have a question, a uh, couple of things. Uh, back to Joe's first part. We talk about the reversals and the crowd getting into it. This is one thing that WCW did a very good job about was reconditioning their audience to enjoy this kind of wrestling more. Because remember when it first started, they were like, "What? What is this? This is ridiculous." And even the announcers were like, "Feel free to sell at any point." Like. Right. So I think they've done a very good job of conditioning their audience. Like, this is fucking great wrestling and enjoy it. Yep. Um, secondly, I don't remember Sid taking the belt with him on Thunder. I thought he left it at Nash's head when they took the girls. No, he no, grabbed it. He he grabbed it. it. Did I just miss it? Because yeah. I swear he left it. He clumsily grabbed it. It was pitch black, so you really couldn't tell yeah. that he grabbed but it. But he did grab it. Um, my bad. <laughs> No, the cruiserweight conundrum goes back to what's been at heart the issue in WCW in 1999 period, and really mm-hmm. from the middle of 1998 on, yep. that they've just lost the plot. They lost focus on every single thing that they did right to help them, mm-hmm. and a year on now, and we still haven't figured out how to grab any of that back. And it's just getting worse. And a microcosm of that is the fact that you have a feud between the No Limit Soldiers rap and the West Texas Rednecks country and Megadeth performing. Like, why the fuck is Megadeth here? That doesn't fit either of this. Um, Why are we having three musical acts? Well, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, you know. (laughs) We're bringing it up at the the end of Nitro. Um, So we get a promo now with Sid and Macho. Sid is showing that, telling Nash, look what we can do. Um, suffer as he puts it, suffering builds character. So Nash needs to be suffering. Uh, Nash is messing with the wrong man. That Macho uh, with with Macho. Sid hands Macho the mic, but Macho says nothing. Sid says, "You pissed him off. That's why he won't talk." Uh, Sid says that they uh, 
uh, they will do what they want. Then on the Titantron behind them, it shows something, but you can't tell what it is until finally zoom, finally cut back, and it's one Kevin Nash with a Tori Wilson. Looking Leaning against that wall, so I was like, hot. oh my goodness. Well, she sure flipped on a switch. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, Nash says, uh, since Sid has the belt, hey, we should have a match tonight for that title, that belt. Your typical baby face. <laughs> uh, Macho wants to know where George is. Um, Macho says at the end of the night, Nash is no longer big sexy. He Nash is a dead man. Uh, George then comes out wearing a Nash t-shirt, playing dumb. Did somebody say my name? Did, did I hear Randy? Yeah. This... Which is like, does that mean she wants to hear Randy or right. doesn't? It's it, very ambiguous. And out of all of that, somehow um, Sid goes, the deal's, the deal's done. So out of all of that, we <laughs> this, this was terrible. This was such a bad promo. This was, this was terrible on everybody's part. Yeah, except for Tori. I actually yeah. like they've he's done this uh, th- two or three times in his career before tonight, but the whole Savage is so mad he can't talk is a a very good thing that he does uh, until this time because Sid wouldn't shut up. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, then Sid talked. <laughs> but he's done it before, and it's a, and it they're actually some of the most captivating Savage promos of his career because he's so charismatic even without talking, mm. and with that character, you would believe. Like when they say he's so mad he can't even talk that you believed it. Right. And Sid, I love Sid. He's, Sid is Sid. That's Sid, all I can Sid say. Sid is a gift. Sid is Sid. Uh, Nash, he's running on fumes. Yeah. Creatively. And he's admitted as such. He, uh, we'll get to it as we go on, but He's running on fumes. This was uninspired. He doesn't look like he even wants to be doing anything. Nope. Like, even though he's the booker, booking himself to be unbeatable, he looks bored the entire time. So this this is shit. Yes, it is. Speaking of that, let's go to the ring with Mean Gene as it's Ric Flair and David Flair. (sighs) Flair says that since he he has all the power in the world because he's the president... Uh, he brings up Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. Steiner and his hooches are traveling the world right now, and they have no time to wrestle. I kind of liked that. That was nice. Leave it to Flair to come up with a creative way to say Steiner's not going to be here anytime soon. Right. So Flair is going to strip one Scott Steiner of the U.S. title and give it. <laughs> Just hand it to Dave Flair. Flair says since he won the match last night via countout, and he's the number one contender. He should have the title belt. I okay Ch- checks out. So <laughs> just... Flair says soon. Flair. Go ahead. I would say Flair says soon. Dave will be a triple crown winner, U.S. tag, and then the world heavyweight champion. I mean, I have been on record for months that I fucking hate David Flair and everything about this, but it makes sense in storyline. I was just gonna say storyline wise. Like... <laughs> Other companies, including WWE, have done this in storyline. Literally, Vince and Shane months ago. <laughs> the number one contender gets awarded the belt. Yeah. So storyline-wise, this is solid. Also, they literally, three months earlier, finished a, a, a month-long tournament Tournament's. for the U.S. title. So you really don't want them to do it again. Again. The only other thing you could have done maybe is put the top two contenders at Bash of the Beach to wrestle for it. Yeah. But then again, storyline-wise, this makes sense. So, 
because wrestling in '99 and today, when they find a thing they like, they run it into the ground. So you know somebody pitched the tournament. Who do you think shot it down? Do <laughs> you think it was like we we can't do it again? No. Uh, Nash. <laughs> Guys, I Nash, got you it. had to book a tag tournament and a U.S. <laughs> tournament concurrently. He's like, no, I'm not doing that again. Nope. <laughs> Give it to fucking David. Fuck yeah. this shit. Fuck this. Um, Flair says that uh, David will be the youngest champion. How old is he at this point? If I remember correctly, he's 20. Damn. Uh, Charles comes out with a ton of women. Uh, as Charles being is <laughs> oh, being a gentleman... Train. And letting, uh, helping all the women get in, he's carrying the U.S. title. Flair's like, Charles, give him the belt. Give him the belt. And like Charles is like pointing at the women like, hey, I'm helping. Who cares? Give him the belt. Yeah. Woo. So this brought up one thing to mind for me. Mm-hmm. We always talk about the what if that's dead in the water. Yeah. Um, different generations, I know. But how fun would it have been if Ric Flair and the Godfather were in the same company I- at the same time? There, can you imagine the the segment between the two of them? Uh, as Space Mountain would have wanted all the hoes. Imagine like Flair as like the president of WWF with his vice president Godfather. <laughs> Holy uh, God! Uh, <laughs> Flair says that they're going to go downtown with all the women as he offers one to Gene. Uh, Buff Bagwell then comes out, but this is this is like poor timing on their on WCW's part. You know what I'm saying? Bagwell comes out. However, this is when they finally show the balloons and confetti falling down the ground. So is it because Bagwell's coming out that they're putting the balloons and confetti? Uh, Surely not. Or is it for David? It's for David. I know. But it's Even a- if it wasn't, I wouldn't sell that it was for Buff Bagwell. So <laughs> it's for David. It's for, well, it could be for Buff. It is his hometown. Actually, that's actually what I thought. I was like, they just gave Buff Bagwell balloons? the fuck? Uh, Gene's selling Buff's entrance as if it was Hogan coming out. I mean, he popped. He's he trying. He got a pop, man. Well, hometown feel. I mean, but he's trying. Gene's trying. Uh, Buff plays up to the crowd, hometown. Buff wants a title shot for the U.S. title. Uh, he told, he asked the people if they wanted to see him have a match tonight, and they're like, okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, they didn't pop as loud as they wanted to be. Eh. Yeah. It was a, eh. If you have to, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Flair says David is John Elway and the ladies are his Broncos. So is he implying that Elway had his way with the Broncos? We don't know what went on in those locker rooms. So what does that mean there? Uh, don't ask, don't tell. I know they're making a Super Bowl jab, uh, jab there, but um, Flair says, sure, there's a match. Charles Robinson will be the ref. Arn will be there. All that good stuff. Uh, we get a montage of Kevin Nash's posing for the upcoming pay-per-view. That's what he does best, arguably, right now. So. Yep. <laughs> so let's go to our next match. Is this for the world TV title? Is it's Vamp- Vampiro versus Rick Steiner? And, um, oh, poor Vampiro. <sighs> oh, boy. This is when Tony brings up that since Scott hasn't defended the title for so long, that is why maybe Ric Flair stripped him of the t- uh, U.S. title. That's the reason. Uh, this is well, a Flair long, said so. <laughs> this is a uh, long squash match. Not long, but it's a, it's a decent It squash. felt long for Vampiro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Steiner destroys him with a powerbomb, the Steiner recliner, and then to a submission. Looks like he has a new submission. Like, he used to, like, on the, uh, he used to, like, do it on the ground. Now it's, like, putting his arm over his knee. It's just mauling him to death is all it is. It's just straight up a mugging. I think Vampiro's uh, concussion issue started right here. This is a... This is point zero. It's 
like, what did Vampiro do? Like, my <laughs> God. Uh, this could be a hit put on by Conan. Because whole, I mean, I guess that checks out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that storied history. Like, cause, like he's like, hey brother, I get you a job. Conan pulled DFG aside. Yeah, got a couple bills for you if you're a little Holy rusky. God, <laughs> didn't you know you didn't have to ask work twice? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was gonna do it anyway. Give a shit about Vampiro, <laughs> but I was like, damn man, like yeah. come on. that that power bomb he took. Yeah, no good, pal. Uh, Tony brings up that the West West Texas Rednecks will be performing tonight. So can't wait for Two that. concerts. <laughs> yes. We have a... Uh, uh, we go backstage with Lenny Lane and Lodi as they're talking about their upcoming match. You know, Lenny says, I don't need to put them on. Uh, they have uh, new tights, matching tights. <laughs> and Lodi's like, Lenny's like, I don't need to put them on. I, you know all my uh, measurements. <laughs> Lodi says he trusts Lenny. Uh, WCW will respect them. Uh, no, he said, "Is uh, you know every inch of me." Yeah, yeah. Ooh. As they um, leave the ring or uh, leave the room, they cut to where they came from, guys. And you know what? They came out of the closet. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Wow. I remember just like it happened. I put my head down. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Did you suffer a seizure from your eyes rolling so far back? In I feel your like head? the Undertaker. Oh my god! It was, God, this is so cringy. Yeah, I don't. It's Tinkerbell. It, it's crazy. It's we, we've we've discussed this before, but it's crazy that what they like how the times have changed and how it's just like they're not afraid at this time frame of ninety nine because that's what's the thing to do. Now, what happened is somebody on the writing team watched TBS earlier on in the day and saw Three's Company rerun and was like, you know, what if Jack Tripper and Larry were gay? Ooh, in a tag team. Ooh. Ooh, let's do it. Got it. Who are two guys we're not using? Who, who do we not like? Yeah. Hey, it's oh. Lenny Lane and Lodi. You think Lenny, any chance Lenny Lane is getting this residual heat because he looks like Chris Jericho? Yes. I, there's a very <laughs> strong possibility. <laughs> Without question. So let's go. We get a Bret Hart package. They, uh, what Brett means to WCW. This fucking video was incredible, dude. Told you. Holy Told you it was a great God, video. God, this was incredible. Uh, they bring up Brett's run to WCW. Hasn't been, uh, even, uh, hasn't been bad, even though he's won three titles with them in 98. It was incredible, so of course they never had Tanae do another one. Uh, they show Owen. I guess the, the other guy would never murder anybody else on yeah. TV, so I guess. Uh, they show Owen. Uh, they show what bro, uh, what Brett wrote about Owen at the funeral. I forgot about that. I did, like too. In his column. In his nice. weekly column, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tanae says, no matter what Brett does, he will have the respect for WCW. Uh, then they show the ring. The entire arena lights, all, that, all the arena lights are off, but there is a spotlight over the ring. So... This brings out now Bret Hart. Uh, according to uh, Shivani early in the night, it was going to be Mean Gene and Bret, but Bret comes out by himself. I think it's better that it's way. It's better. Yes. Uh, Bret comes out to a huge pop. Uh, crowd, crowd chants for Bret. However, I did notice there was a spot that there was like the crowd was like crowds and like they were showing the crowd, and one had like an Owen sign. Mm -hmm. Security took the sign. Of course. Well. That could 
be because they were treading on really mm-hmm. soft ground with the lawsuit, the lawsuit going on with McMahon's and Owens. WCW for sure did not want to be dragged into yeah. it. It was uh, yeah. especially with Brett being on TV because he ended up being a whole focal yeah. point of that crap, and it was just like you know what, let's let yeah. You know. uh, crowd chants for Brett before he even speaks. Uh, Brett says he has all the time that he wants, so he can be out here for as long as he wants. Oh, this, uh, we'll get to it. But, uh, I don't know exactly where, and I don't know after what he said, so I don't know if you'll get to it, but did you hear what made me incredibly mad? In the uh, in the memory of Brutus Beefcake's Raw promo, after one part of his promo, Brett stopped talking, and you can hear a fan go, You're boring! I did not. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, fuck you, dude. Are um, you fucking Hopefully the serious? fans beat the fuck out of that dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, Brett God. thanks all the fans around the world on the behalf of him and his family. Uh, thanks WCW well, or some of them. He, he was very, I noticed he was very careful not to mention Owen's family. Yep. Yeah. He was very careful about yep. that. Because mm-hmm. Martha does not feel that way. Nope. <laughs> fuck you and your condolences. This... I thought this at the time, and I filled it watching it this week. This sure felt like a retirement speech. It I really was did. just thinking that. It, even really though did. he made a point of saying he doesn't know, this sure as fuck felt like a retirement speech. It, it, this did. Uh, he thanks Joseph for giving him all the time he needs to reflect. Uh, Brett talks about Owen, wonderful human being. People saw Owen on TV, but they didn't know who he was outside the ring, what Owen was really about. He was Owen's, uh, Owen was his closest brother. They never got into arguments, and they always with each other. Um, Bischoff asked Brett if he could come back on Dosiobi, to Dosiobi on the 5th to talk about what he's thinking about. Um, Brett uh, says he still can't figure out what he wants to do, and maybe uh, maybe uh, this could be a career for him. or what he, or what, what he doesn't know what he wants to do with his career or with his life. Brett thinks he might give up wrestling, do something new with his life. He brings up people retiring now in 99, John Elway, Rain Gretzky, and they're happy that they're retiring, that they're leaving. But for me, it sucks. He's not wrong. Um, he, didn't, he, he doesn't think he should be able to leave a wrestling business because of a wrestling tragedy. I'm glad he doesn't because this would have been not just the Owen death, right? but how he's been utilized since Montreal – Plus the fact that he's going through a very bitter divorce at this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a fucking terrible time to be Bret Hart. Uh, it's just like gut punch after a gut punch. And like, and any, like, his support system, which would be Owen, especially his family, is like, no. And by July 5th, the family is already splintered yeah, and splintered, warring with yeah. each other over yeah. all this. Um, so he's literally got nothing. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it gets he, worse. It does. And you know yeah. what sucks is like, especially at this time, like if he had, if he had still been on good terms with Vince at the time, he definitely could have leaned on Vince because they were a very father son relationship. He doesn't even have that. What's so like he can't do that. And it's weird that him nowadays he can't stand Eric Bischoff and embarrass him at every possible moment. But at the time. Uh, Bischoff really did like I mean he met him at the airport got him a private back to Calgary mm-hmm. gave him all the time he needed it was very like complimentary towards Bischoff I yeah. uh, didn't have to technically be let all those people go to the funeral yeah so like that's why that nitro was not I mean there was nobody there yeah they were all at the funeral um 
Yeah, but this 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 is terrible. Yeah. I feel but you feel bad for him. He looked like he wasn't ready to speak. He he did not. It it seemed like he wasn't like he was, there. It's probably too soon. It okay. probably was. Uh, but you want, and I I can see the, both the callous and the nice part of Bischoff. One, you want to give him a chance to thank his fans or just be around fans or the boys in the back. Boys in the back. You'd be surprised how much even that can help a person just For being sure. around. But also callously, it's the 5th of July. It's your big show, your big and show. a Bret Hart interview would help. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brett, uh, Brett then goes on to say that he's going to take some time off and put things into perspective. Uh, Brett once again thanks all the fans, all the boys in the back, all the wrestlers around the world. And that's about it, is what he says, and he just leaves. Uh, and then at that point, he was just like, you could tell he's like, I can't talk anymore. Like yeah. he started to cry yeah. a little bit. He's yeah. like, Nope, this is where it cuts it off. Yeah. You could tell like he had more he wanted to say, but it wasn't going to happen at that point. So we go from this moment of Brett and him talking about at this point, like a low point because it's it's so emotional, but it's a high point of the show. It was very yeah. that video leading into the the promo was such a great moment in the show. So good. I told you it was good. So good. I knew the interview. I didn't know the video. <laughs> we were just waiting to know if the promo was going to be part of it. Yeah. Because we talked about it last week on this week's show. That Are you surprised w- it's on the network? No, because it's for two reasons. One, that the people they have scrubbing shit aren't are wrestling fans and right. don't know. Yeah. You know, they have a specific list of shit they're supposed to get out, and no one's telling them Nitros need to have this done. <laughs> no. And number two... They carefully back then skirted around the things they couldn't like sp- mentioning Owen's right. family and the, the sign. So no, that's fair. Uh, we go from that to backstage with Eddie Guerrero running up to Doug Dillinger saying someone stole his wallet. Uh, first, D- Dillinger's like terrible. English, English, crazy left turn. It, Holy fuck, <laughs> English, English, Eddie. Terrible news. God damn, people, those boys in the back, right? Can't trust them. Can't. Uh, as Brett's out there thanking all of them, someone's pickpocketing uh, Eddie's khakis. As Eddie says, you know, it was a masked man. We know the spirit of Owen pulling a rib. Yeah, I think those were white jeans. I don't think they were khakis. Oh, white jeans. white jeans. Yeah, oh, that's it's Eddie Guerrero, man. White jeans, jeans to the max. Yeah, white jeans. <laughs> uh, Eddie tells him, "Go, it's a mask wrestler. It's one of them. If he sees them, he'll know who they are. Get them all together. Uh, he can point them all out. Round them all up." So we go from that. I love the theory, though, that Eddie didn't get charismatic until he got under Vince McMahon's wing, though. Yeah. I love that theory. No, it's beautiful, uh, huh? You don't say. <laughs> yeah. um, I loved this part of the, like, of, with Eddie and, like, ah, it's someone's soul. But maybe not the best time right after Brett. Or do you uh, think they're trying to just try pick, pick it, it up. up? Yeah. So let's pick it up, all right? Let's go to our next match as it's a kickboxing match. Oh, God damn. The Cat with Sonny Ono <laughs> versus Jerry Flynn and Jimmy Hart. I'm honestly surprised Jimmy Hart showed up because with this first family thing, I'm like, oh, they probably forgot about him. Nope. Nope. So, Jobin. Yes. I did not tell you this before the show. Yes. Do you mind if I take over here? Go right You ahead. might have notes. That's fine. I, sirs. Scored this like a real fight. Oh, I can't wait. So, uh, uh, in the first, so it's, uh, I was actually surprised uh, that they kind of went for it. Uh, the cat in the first round was, he was landing um, good body shots, especially with the left. Uh, Flynn carries his right arm a little high. But he was pulling his kicks. He was doing very much um, uh, point fighting kicks. So he was doing to the point where he would make contact, but they weren't hurting. 
Jerry Flynn was swinging with everything he fucking had. Like, he was like, bitch, I'm taking you out. Uh, having said that, nobody really landed anything of note. Um, like I said, a lot of point fighting in there. Uh, whenever, I think it was right at the end of the round, the cat landed a pretty good left hand on Jerry Flynn. Um, for that, I gave cat a 10-9 round. So the break happens. They come out, and the cat is like, all right, motherfucker. And he... He knocks him down three times. The third time is obviously the ending of the... It's the end of the match. It's the work. The first two were legitimate knockdowns. He hit him with absolute brutal body shots. You cannot teach them better than that. And he was kicking very hard. He was punching very hard. He was like, I mean, if you want to do this for real, I mean, I literally am a world champion. We can do this if you want. And uh, he got the better of Jerry Flynn uh, pretty easily until, like, obviously the work finished at the end. Um, but at that point, I was scoring it, and if it had gone down, it was a 10-6 round at that point. <laughs> Jesus. He so, beat the fuck out of Jerry Flynn in the so second the round. So the can't get disqualified. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, what I'll say real quick, and that was excellent commentary there. Um <laughs> And Jerry Flynn legitimately is a bad man. He is legit. Uh, he has skills for yeah. sure. Uh, but nobody takes it seriously, especially maybe because he's so charismatic. Mm-hmm. But the cat's a bad man. And the World Karate Championship, that's a shoot. That's, yep. And he is tough. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted to do real shit, he'd probably beat everybody except me. Yeah, there's not if a lot being of people you want to fuck with. Yeah. Uh, if this was shoot crap, I'd put him ahead of Rick Steiner just because the kicks. Mm-hmm. He'd, he'd kick Steiner. Now, if Steiner got his arms around if he, him if he read, and like, down, it's then very Steiner much hasn't a chance. A, a kickboxer, uh, yeah. like wrestler MMA argument, right? Mm-hmm. Like if he if he keeps it at a distance, uh, he's gonna beat the fuck out of Rick Steiner. Yeah. If Rick Steiner grabs him, it is fucking over for yep. for the cat. It is over in a hurry for if the cat. If we're shoot fighting WCW, I have Ming one, Cat two, just because Ming doesn't feel anything. Yeah. yeah, and he's former, I just, you know, former sumo. He's got training and tons of different shit. He's, he's legit badass. He's got training. Uh, it's the stuff that CM Punk trained in the beginning. Kempo. Kempo. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think of it being Brawl for All Two, but kickboxing? I mean, it's a terrible idea. You shouldn't fucking the crowd do this in a work environment. The crowd, the crowd fucking it. hated it. The crowd couldn't give a fuck. I didn't really give a fuck. However. Given their background and their feud, this made sense. Given the background, I didn't mind these two. Yeah. I don't need nine yeah. weeks of it. Uh, Bischoff wanted to do a whole division. I don't Jesus. fucking. I don't need Lodi versus fucking Chavo in a goddamn kickboxing match. No, no. But these two, okay. Uh, I did like the cat trying to like a cartwheel kick to like round two, being like ding ding, like cartwheel. Um, but as Corey said, the cat gets himself. <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. So technically, that's a knockdown. <laughs> so Jerry Flynn. Uh, in, in kickboxing and boxing, uh, Jerry Flynn, he hit him with any kind of punch. If your glove hits the ground, it's a knockdown. That's technically a knockdown. <laughs> he didn't care. That, that wasn't scored that way, but technically it was a knockdown. <laughs> technically. Uh, as Corey said earlier tonight, that uh, the cat uh, gets himself DQ'd. Uh, he keeps attacking Flynn's ribs, mm-hmm. and then he's on the ground, and the ref, Nick Patrick's telling the cat to let me check on him. And then the cat comes over uh, over Nick Patrick and gives him a right hand and knocks him out. Uh, Patrick calls for the bell. Flynn gets right up and then takes takes down the cat and they brawl for about a couple seconds. That's when the crowd starts getting more into it, minus the, just the brawl part. However, Flynn w- does win via the illegal blow mm-hmm. by the cat. We get a hype for the tonight's main event. 
World Heavyweight Championship, uh, Sid versus Nash. Let's go to our next match as it's Lodi with Lenny Lane versus Van Hammer. Uh, Lodi (laughs) with a website on his trunks, um, like LodiLane.com or something. Um, Lodi will ever... um, as Mike, as Mr. Shivani says, Lodi will be taking on this young talent, I, Van Hammer. I literally met Van Hammer in person in 1991. This horseshit. <laughs> Jim Ross was still there. Fuck However, that young talent. Given the median age of WWE's main eventers, I mean, Van Hammer wrong. is a young guy. So that youngin, right? Young, uh, a young up a cover. <laughs> Him and Joe Gomez. Uh, how long? Uh, how long has uh, that young upcomer Van Hammer been in WWE? Well, good. I met him in '91, so well, at least since he then. was then he was in in '91 through '92, and then came back in '98. He's a young guy, right? <laughs> However, um, to me, best known for because it's WCW. Uh, in uh, in '95, they would do WCW Saturday Night commercials on TBS all the time. Some reason there were old ones from '91 with Van Hammer, yep, who hadn't been in the company in three years, correct? But those were the ones for like two months. All you saw on TBS when it comes to Saturday Night commercials were the Van Hammer ones. Hmm. And it's just like, what, what are you doing? God damn. <laughs> um, the match starts, and it sounds like they lost commentary. Like, did you guys notice? I like, think they edited they something. Obviously they obviously cut something, something yeah, out. Yeah, yeah they, they had to. So my guess is uh, probably Megadeth something. I have decided that on my personal, mm-hmm. my, for my personal collection, I'm going to, there's a, there's ways to get the nitros from the network, mm-hmm. but with original audio dubbed in where appropriate. Oh, and I'm going and, and missing sections thrown back in. Ooh, so you you would get like the Conan music video that yeah. kind of stuff. You would get Megadeth on this one, whether yeah. that's good or bad. It would I'm gonna be go back bad. Yeah. yeah, but but yes. uh, yeah, I would get uh, the Cats music, which I am all for. <laughs> Lucky. Can I pay more per month <laughs> yeah. for the cat's music, please? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll literally I'll, pay an extra five bucks to get yeah. the cat's music back in I'll there. I'll go ten bucks more. Hey, hey, yeah. yeah. Um, that music's starting to give me nightmares. I, I hear it in my nightmares. I, I, I had a producer uh, to make that the Monday Night War Story music. God, God damn it. God. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, and we're back. Uh, Lenny pulls the rope down. Van Hammer goes to the outside. Ref sees it, but just ignores it. <laughs> WCW refs. Yeah. Uh, Lodi hits this match mur- doesn't matter. Lodi hits a Hurricane Rana. Off the top rope, uh, Lenny gets involved, but, uh, but goes for a superplex while Lodi's grabbing the ref by his pants through the crotch area. Um, Van Hammer wins with the co- Cobra Clutch Slam. I like to move. I actually I, love I like that finisher. Move. However, who? what's the match at Bash the Beach? Is it going to be... Van Hammer and Rick Steiner. Right. Rick Steiner had a match earlier tonight. Yep. Totally destroyed Vampiro. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Why does he get to go... A little distance with Lenny Lane. Well, because they're pushing Lenny Lane. They're pushing Lenny they're and Lodi. That is a that is a pushed storyline. Vampire doesn't mean shit to anybody. Yeah, yeah. I it, it's to me. It's just like we can hate the storyline, yeah. but it's a storyline. Yeah. Just, I, it, to me, it's just that whole process of if you're you're making your champ look good, why don't you let your the contender look good? But you're putting him in the ring with somebody that they're all, you're also trying to push. Yeah, it's it's. I've seen this a thousand times in wrestling history. The champ takes on what they call um, a popcorn. <laughs> you know, just a, he's got a guy who's solo. He's supposed to squash him. Vampiro's not pushed for shit right now. However, 
the guy he's taking on, Van Hammer, is taking on another guy who's being pushed. So it makes sense that that one would be competitive. It's not really to make Van Hammer look bad compared to Steiner because Steiner was taking on a nobody. Yeah. It's to make both of these guys look competitive because they're both theoretically going to be pushed next it, week as well. It's to make uh, Van Hammer, in this case, earn the title shot. Yeah. They're both theoretically competing for the same kind of prize at this level, and so he's earning the title shot. Yep. So let's go backstage with Doug Dillinger as he's uh, rounding up the masked wrestlers, telling them that they need to go uh, take off their mask and show Eddie their face. This is ridiculous. And follow me as the LaParka is the one that... I thought LaParka was going to fight him. Oh, LaParka was shoving back the cop. Because, you know, L.A. Park, man. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go, I guess, to the shank of the hour... As it's mean Gene in the ring, and here comes Roddy Piper. Uh, Roddy Piper takes too long to come out. They even mentioned that maybe he got stuck in the bathroom. Yeah, professional. Like yes. Maybe he's in the shitter. Yep. Uh, Piper comes out once again as he's the baby nope, face. That's just his career. Cut the promo like a baby face, didn't he? Yeah, yes. again. He keeps doing it. Uh, points out that... Uh, he believes he's the baby face. Yeah, uh, he gives point. He get, he wants to give points to Henning and Duncan for saving the youth of America because crap is rap. I mean, rap is crap. Yep. Yeah, definite baby face promo. Uh, Piper has issues with Sting, and he wants to ask him some questions, even though I've never met him. So, what? <laughs> I I don't believe that. First of all, and secondly, what? <laughs> The last I've never three, met you, but I got issues. The last three years of this podcast tells a very different story. So, so you're telling me when Piper walked in the room, Sting is like, all right, I'm out. Yep. Just leaving. You've never been in the locker room with him? Nope. Ever? Nope. Never in your life? Actually, you know what? In all in all seriousness, Piper probably has a private dress room just like Hogan. Oh, I'm no. sure. So, oh, I'm sure it was a perk. <laughs> but I'm sure they've talked. Uh, At least, like, hey. they, they mentioned. Yeah, they, hey. they, 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 I'm Sting. They, they, they met up around the, uh, you know, the... The catering. Catering, yep. Yeah. Uh, Piper calls out Sting. Sting comes out to a good pop for a split second. Then you notice that doesn't look like that's, Sting. Uh, that's um, a little, but little that, short. That's a little short, and that looks like it's a bad wig, and that's a mask. So uh, Sting lost a few inches in his height. I can't believe they're still trying to do this. Uh, I watched with Zed, and she I, asked, how many times have they done this? And I went, once a year. A million. Yeah. <laughs> so the other show has the annual Billy Gunn push. This is the annual Is It Sting? Yeah, is this Sting? <laughs> uh, Piper has some questions for Sting. Is Sting part of Team Madness? Sting shakes his head no. Piper says that he saw Sting uh, face in the Hummer, so he was the one driving it. Have you ever been in a Hummer, Sting? Sting shakes his head no. Um, is Sting part of the coalition with Macho? Same thing as Team Madness. Shakes his head no. Piper wants to, uh, wants Sting to take his mask off. Piper gives uh, take the mask off, but no. So Piper uh, gives Sting a twist uh, ne- a twisting neck breaker. Gene then uh, goes, "That was a bogus Sting." Feel bad for Mean Gene at this point. You're like, he has to play this, dumb. This is how you're utilizing Mean Gene Oakland, the greatest stick man in the history this of the business. Fucking horseshit. Yeah, he, he has to play dumb. Uh, Piper then brings up Buff. Buffy. Says, Buffy as Buff as Piper says, Buffy does a lot of talk, uh, talky talky, and does a walkie walkie. So uh, Piper puts Buff in a match at Bash of the Beach. At Bash of the Beach. With himself, with Piper. So it's going to be Buff Bagwell versus Roddy Piper. However, 
Is it going to be a boxing match? Because WrestleMania 2 wasn't bad enough. Fuck. But then all of a sudden, J.J. Dillon comes out with Judge Mills Lane. Since Piper made it official, J.J. then goes, You know what? I'm going to make Mills Lane the special guest ref or special enforcer. Whatever he is. Uh, but then they let Mr. Mills Lane talk. And he says, Piper, I'll see you in Florida, California. Yep. I, uh, I know it doesn't matter. Just whatever. But at this point I wrote down, so Mills Lane just happens to be in the building when they make a boxing match? That's, that's the logic we're going with? That. You couldn't stretch this part of it out until Thunder? Question. I have a question. Yeah. Isn't um, JJ and Piper on the same team? And why is JJ now pulling this swerve? I'm a face authority because figure. Nobody in this company has an idea what they're doing. Checks out. Let's see if this next match has knows what it's going to be doing. As it's a tag match of Steven Regal and Fit Finley with Dave Taylor versus Conan, Rey Mysterio Jr., and the No Limit Soldiers with BA. Woo! And excuse me, bless me. I was trying to hold that in. Uh, who's the big uh, BA swollen? Who's the other guy? Oh god damn it! I looked up his name. Chase it's, Tatum. Uh, what do they call him? Uh, four by four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Checks his name is Four by Four. Checks out. Uh, Conan some mysterious music hits while Finley and uh, all of them are halfway down the ramp. Long ramp tonight. Big arena. Why do Why do they let Ray do his uh, pre match promos? I don't like him. <laughs> Who do? Who do? This is a shout out to my boy Dominic. No, this one was. Uh, he said that, but he said somebody else. It was too. Somebody Carlos else. and someone getting like, married. Congratulations, married. Yeah. Carlos is Conan. So, don't I? I love the fact that like it's that they yeah uh, that they um, Conan does his spiel about how he's. Forever and elderly. elderly, and then like those redneck fools instead of those strawberry fools. And uh, and like to. Ray Mysterio does like daily notifications. Oh, I'll give a shout out to my two friends that got married. My my son Dom, that Jigga Scott Hall, you know, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just busting kayfabe right there. Like, what what are we doing? That's okay. I know for a fact that one time in two thousand, he gives a shout out to his boy X Pac. Does he say X-Pac? Or yes, he, oh, he says X-Pac. Geez, and, uh, I guarantee that won't be on the network. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I swear to God. I love it. Um, Ray's like, fire me. <laughs> fuck, do something. Woo! I mean, at that point, he's like, go ahead. I'm fine. Woo! Jeez, I don't know. I'll go to, back to Mexico. I'll go to Japan. Right. I'll go to, I'll go to ECW. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be fine. <laughs> we good. Conan, on the other hand. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Uh, Regal puts uh, Ray in a reverse chin lock and then... Finley puts Ray in the Boston Crab, and as they're both doing the move at once, I thought that was kind of cool. Ray and Regal have good chemistry together; they always did. It it is weird they didn't do that on Conan since Conan's a lot bigger. It's, they looked weird on Ray. I guess I'm guessing because <laughs> Conan wasn't going to do it. I mean, I guess there's that. <laughs> they, they wanted to break him in half. You know, well, guys, Conan got the hot tag in this match. Well. 
Somebody has, somebody else has to work. He so. got the hot tag, and then that's when the West Texas Rednecks come out and attack Conan and Ray in the no limit. So I, I don't want to get accused of profiling, but I wouldn't call that a hot tag so much as mild. Oh. You get the tag. Uh, a mild <laughs> tag. So the match ends with a brawl. So let's go to our next match for the United States Championship as it's David Flair with Rick Arn in Asia versus Buff Bagwell. Uh, Charles Robinson is the ref. Um, this is like basically a squash match for Buff. Oh, However, it's, it's, but it goes forever. Yes, Buff hits the blockbuster. Charles does the three count, but on the three, his, his, his he, shoulder separated. He, he, yeah, he pulls his shoulder out. Yep, it's terrible. Uh, Buff, see it. it's, Buff. A, it's an affliction with the referees in WCW. Just... <laughs> it seems to keep happening mm-hmm. every year. Uh, Buff shoves Charles. Arn and uh, Flair attack Buff. Uh, they attack him, and then. Buff fights him off, and then Buff decides to put David in the figure four. Which he is not very good at putting on. Who does it better? David Flair or Buff? The Miz. The Miz actually does a really good figure four. Um, I hate to admit that, but he does. So I feel like it hurt a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, but like, why? Uh, At this point, David Flair. David Flair. Which is unfortunate for you, Buff Bagwell. But why? Like, He's legitimately fighting off Arn and Rick. Thank you. And I was going to say, there's two other guys in the ring. Let me let me entangle my limbs in yours and lay down. Like, he's fighting them <laughs> off. He's fighting <laughs> them off. He, like, sho- he like just shoves them away and goes, I guess let me lay down. Always the perfect plan in a three-on-one mugging. You know what I should do on the mugging? Put this guy in the figure Usually more. when I rob a bank, I walk in and dimple my mask on. <laughs> this is about camera. Jesus <laughs> They'll <Christ>. never know. <laughs> God well, damn. he lays down and allows Arn and Rick to attack him again. Uh, Dean Malenko comes out and attacks Flair and Arn. Buff body slams Asia. Roddy Piper comes out and punches Buff. Piper had something in his hands. Uh, David drags himself o- over and lays on top of Buff for the three count by Charles. Whew. We get another hype for our main event, Sid and Nash for the title. Then we get the Nitro Girls, and this is when Kimberly gets her... Uh, Solo, as uh, they're dancing in the ring, and Kimberly just looks like she's a girl that has had a few at a bar with her dance routine tonight. Yep, so nothing's new. So let's go to uh, backstage as we have Doug Dillinger lining up all the luchadors, and uh, he wants, uh, with all their masks on, Eddie comes in and says that the, that he's scared, and he can't tell who's who, so he needs them to take off all their masks. Eddie has Dillinger force them to, so they play on the camera behind. So first, it's uh, Eddie is scared of Laparka. Uh, Damien, was he? Were you in a fire? <laughs> a psychosis. He laughs at him. He goes, "Why do you have a mask? Hey, on? you're a good-looking guy. Yeah. What do you got a mask on for?" Uh, Villano five. He's okay. Then Cheetah Kid. I know. Y'all, you look familiar. <laughs> oh, Prince Ikea. Holy hell! <laughs> Put that mask back on. Uh, Blitzkrieg, you're not even Mexican, yeah. uh, and just laughs at him. Eddie's laughing the entire time, and he's like, is this... I thought it was one of them. Is this all of them? Uh, maybe it's, it could be another guy that... Uh, I like how Eddie Guerrero, of all people, there, was there other mask dudes? Any maybe other mask guys? Cause, and Doug's like, shouldn't you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's sorry, because he, he thought it was one of them, but maybe there might be another mask wrestler in WCW that they haven't found yet. Um... And it's just like, did Eddie just do that just to see his, their faces? He did it to, um, he did it to uh, shame all of them mm-hmm. because taking the mask off, even in front of just a couple of people in the locker room who aren't supposed to see you, yep. 
is the highest of insults in Mexico. And since he's, they all fucked him over they in the LWO, mm-hmm. he made sure to deface all of them and shame them. Besides Cheetah Kid. <laughs> yeah. So it was all revenge. Yep. Yeah. Which, again, thank God he learned charisma under Vince. Thank God. Whew. Checks out. Because, you know, Dean and Eddie right there. I love them, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and revision, revisionist history is a hell of a thing. So they're showing the crowd, and then we get a disturbance in the feed, and then they cut to Hack and Chastity on a ladder. Chastity calls him Hardcore Hack. Hack says he was born on, like, June 6, 1963, and he was fighting the doctor as he came out of the womb. Uh, he fought for his life. He's been in jail. He fight people's there, uh, fought people there. He asks how many people has he hurt. Hack starts to name them, and then he forgets, like, who he fought. I beat... Well, no, it's all he's fought in WCW, yeah. so it's like, yeah. unless they wanted to start shoot ECW names, like, well, I guess that's it. Um, Hack, uh, Hack questions, flares, uh, questions Flair about the hardcoreness and stuff, so he says, you know what? At Bash the Beach, I'll just have a hardcore match on the outside. We're going to do that. At Bash the Beach, we'll have a junkyard match. He names the same guys who he wants, who, uh, who he wants in the match. Knobs, Bam Bam, he's like, Raven. He's like, well... And there he goes, Raven, I know you're licking your wounds at home. Yep. Uh, I take it you didn't like this. No. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I thought it was for what they're setting up. They needed some way to set it up. So him issuing the challenge makes as much sense as anything. And uh, there's reason why it's in a junkyard, because Flair banned hardcore from the arenas. And everything he said was true. That was his birthday, and... He's been in jail multiple times, and he fights any, but that's what he does. So, I mean, there was no lying. Um, I mean, was, do I want to watch the match? Not really. But yeah. they're doing it, and this was an okay way to get there. Yep. Uh, we get a promo for Bash the Beach, a montage of the four men in the main event. Then we go to performance time, not Megadeth, West, the West Tex Rednecks. They were going to perform their song, Rap as Crap. Uh, all the wrestlers are playing uh, instruments. Uh, Barry's on the drums, Bobby's on guitar, Kendall's bass, and Kurt's lead singer and guitar. Kurt dedicates the performance to the country stars in the VIP section. And then they lip sync the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, get a, <clears throat> excuse me, we get a montage of Macho and Man and Sid as our next match is DDP, Canyon, and Bam Bam versus Saturn, Benoit, and Malenko in a six-man tag. Match starts, and they go straight to commercial. Uh, back and forth match. Uh, part of the match, uh, it, there was a spot in the match that looked like Canyon and DDP were arguing with each other over something, and then um, Malenko runs into DDP, who shoves Canyon. Um, Malenko hits a scary tombstone on Canyon. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Can we never have him do that ever again in his life? Holy shit. Um, Bam Bam tries to do the headbutt to break up a pin, but both mo- mo- guys move. Uh, Saturn then hits a splash, and then Benoit hits a flying headbutt for the win. So, it was during the match they announced the match of the pay-per-view, right? I believe the so. The match? Yeah. No, the, that happened. Involving like, these people. Did they the, announce it during this match? I think they announced it last week. No, they lasted like two weeks ago. Yeah. That was one of the very first matches so, for Bash. at the pay-per-view... It's going to be the triad versus it's uh, Saturn and Benoit, right? Yep. In a handicap match. Mm-hmm. While on Nitro, it's the six. Why isn't 
this on the pay-per-view and the handicap matches on Nitro. Because we'll see that Malenko is otherwise engaged with the pay-per-view. Woo! Hmm. But yes, I've often thought that there should have been a six-man at Bash. And I really liked this. I Easily, to me, the best part of Nitro was this match. I could watch these two teams go. Uh, they Week in and week out, in terms of in-ring, they're easily the best thing on the show. Um, so no griping here. Uh, so let's go to our main event, the eighth match for WCW. 1995's back, Corey. Yeah, I got plenty of griping on this one. 1995's back. For the WCW <laughs> World Heavyweight Championship, Kevin Nash versus Sid Vicious, who comes out with Macho Man and the ladies. Buffer intro. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. At, Real quickly about the yeah. buffer intro. I never realized how much the let's get ready to rumble fade out um, suffers without music kicking in. It yep. is a huge oh, distraction. Yes, because he does it, and then Sid comes out to no music. But Sid needs some music. And and it's just silence, you know? Yeah. And it's just I like, was like, oh, that's that's not good. That's, and that's, so, that's, uh, so it's him and Bam Bam. Isn't there a third person without music? Uh, it was, it was, wasn't it Hack? It was Hack for a while. Being, yeah. And then it was, uh, I swear um, it was somebody, but I was like, there probably is. Can we get fucking music hack, for people? Bam Bam <laughs> and, like, uh, now Sid. Like, uh, at least they come out to Macho's music, like. Right? He's part of Team Madness. Uh, Sid has to hold Macho back before the match because he wants Gorgeous George Oh, back. you forgot to mention, Kevin Nash comes out with all the excitement of a cadaver who's been dead for about six weeks. Um, yeah. Oh, Wait, Jesus Nash, Christ. Nash says if Macho wants to see George again, Macho and the ladies have to leave. Uh, as this is happening, the crowd's chanting Goldberg before the match. Uh, Nash and uh, Sid meet face to face. It just shows, once again, it just shows how big both men are, but it's like how tall Kevin Nash is. And how is. much bigger he is than Sid. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's right? crazy. It's like when, when you see Sid by himself, he's a monster. He's a monster. Like it is, I don't know if it's because it's his chest and how big his chest and body I looks. Mean, he's a tall dude. Yeah. He's too. a tall dude too. But then he goes face to face with Nash. You just go, shit, man. Nash is, damn. I mean, well, we talked about it a couple months ago before mm-hmm. Giant left. Nash is eye to eye with Giant, yeah. who's supposed to be seven four. We all know kayfabe, but Nash is every bit the size uh, Paul White is. Uh, it's very like NBA ish to me with these two. Like LeBron James is like six eight. He's a big fuck. You see him next to Shaq, like. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, There's okay. differences. Got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and it's one thing, I don't know why, but it's been one thing for ever since, I mean, in real time, this was happening too. In the wrestling bubble, they never, like, it was never really pointed out how big Diesel is or Kevin Nash. It was like, they, yeah, they acknowledged he was a big dude, yeah. a giant. They called him seven foot, but, but it wasn't like a big highlight part. the fact that yeah. he's big. No. Like they do with Big Show or they did when with he's, Yoko or whatever. He's yeah. he's bigger than Taker. He's bigger than Kane. Mm-hmm. He's bigger than Sid. He's eye level with Big Show. The only I person mean, bigger is the Yeti and, well, yeah, well, yeah, fuck that. Unless we say about that, the better. It, 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 <laughs> it, but you're right. Like, they, they, they underestimate Nash for like, you know, like what we talked about last week, the Armstrong family. Like, there's just things that nobody brings up, and it's there right in front of you. So you said you went to a pay-per-view, right? Not the extent, but, like, you couldn't see anything but except for Nash when he walked out. He was, like, mm-hmm. head and shoulders above, yeah, the, that was free stampede. Was it, yeah. above yeah. the fucking crowd. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, all, like, because people would, you know, their hands out. They're yeah. trying to, you wouldn't see shit, anybody. Yeah. But even with the guys doing that, Nash was still head and shoulders above them. That's so yeah. nuts. And you were just like, holy fuck, he's That's huge. so nuts. 
And Goldberg, and like live in the ring, Goldberg looks absolutely small yeah. next to Kevin Nash. You're like, Jesus. It is crazy. And Goldberg's not exactly a small dude. Yeah. It's just right in front of us. Uh, first, this match goes longer than the last main event Nash did in the Georgia Dome. Uh, I would hope so. I would hope so. Uh, Nash knocks Sid out of the ring, and Macho runs and attacks Ma- uh, Nash. Uh, the ref's allowing the match to continue. We get a ref bump. Uh, Macho pulls the ref in front of him as Nash is trying to do a clothesline in the corner. Sting then runs down to a huge pop, thinking it was Sting. However, it was the fake Sting. Twice in one show. Twice, dude. Yes. With two different fake Stings. Cool. Then all of a sudden, the real Sting comes down and attacks all three It gets men. a tepid response when he comes out because they're like, oh, we've been fooled before. Did, you guys, be did you guys notice? <laughs> yeah. What? So, Sting is clearing house, and Macho is now diving to the... Uh, at us on camera. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a fan trying to get in the ring. Oh, security course. is yep. trying to. Because uh, of course there is. Of course. Yes. Um, Sting picks up Nash and then Nash jackknifes him, thinking it was the fake Sting. And leaves with his belt. Uh, Nash gets on the mic and says, Macho, if you want George, he's just in my locker room. You can have what's left of her. Yep. <laughs> so then we uh, see Macho running to the back. To go to the locker room. And we're trying to get a camera in the back. We're trying to get a camera in the back. I've been waiting for that look for months now. Uh, and it's sh- here. Shouldn't they already have a camera back there ready? You know what I mean? Like, we're going to cut to the back. You don't want it to look too obvious. Oh, like, bullshit. Um, so what they do instead is we're waiting for a camera to show up. We were just focus on Sting walking to the back. Slowly. It's like, Slowly. I don't care. So then we cut backstage. Like, I, I came in for this. We cut backstage to Macho running into the locker room, flipping a table, yelling at both women, and then he slaps Tori Tori Wilson. Wilson. Um, And then he notices Miss uh, Miss George wearing a Nash t-shirt, so he rips it off her and then chucks her into the bathroom, and then he goes to threaten to punch Tori by grabbing her nose, and then, like, I'm going to. So then we end Nitro with... Gorgeous George screaming for dear life. Boys? Um, I've been waiting for this, so... Send for the man! I just... I don't don't even know what to say to this. Like, we'll just get this out of the way. You can't do it now. Okay, we said it. We're moving on. Uh, You probably shouldn't have done it then, either. Um, It's... So, Corey, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's obviously them playing off, like... Macho's real life, like he's jealous as fuck of everything. Yes. And so it's playing off of that. Yes, it is. Um, and just makes him look like the complete batshit crazy person that he is in real life. Um, but God, did he like stiff slap the fuck out of Tori. See, I don't know. I, I, don't I know. thought it was worse. I, I, thought, saw I f- thought it was worse when... Because during the time, like, because she never stopped smiling even yeah, through so, the slap. But that's actually why I think it hurt because she she's not a worker. She's just yeah. not what she does. She doesn't sell. And it looked like, and like she was like smiling, but like that forced like I'm on camera. I don't want to cry, but like he smacked the fuck out of her. Like it was I audible it, and like I I, oh. I slightly remember this, but I honestly thought it was worse. Yeah, but you should, I'm not like saying well. It was a tap. No, no, no. I should give her a close eye from hell. I remember. Yeah, I remember this because uh, I can't imagine this went over well. And no, it, it exploded on the internet. Fuck, dude! Everybody was against it. Uh, I would say it's an error in judgment, and creatively, it shouldn't have been done. Um, 
there's more to it. Like yeah. the, the storyline's not over yet. But, yeah. But see, I looked. I went back and watched it, and he does connect. But you can see Savage's arm pulling back as he's striking, or he's trying. It was to, supposed to be like a love so tap. It's not. Yeah. So, it's like, he didn't wind up. It's a quick. It's a quick like. And people don't do this now. It's how you would like do your kid. You'd be like, knock it off. It yeah. was one of those. It reminded me of like Napoleon Dynamite when so like when he Napoleon slaps Kip out of nowhere. It almost like scared her more than hurt her kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because I because I wanted to watch it. I wanted. I, I mean, I I studied this. Yeah. I wanted to break it down because I wanted to see. Yeah. All right. He 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 obviously. I wouldn't even say it's pulling back, but he's trying really hard. Not to hit her, hit her. Um, and the George thing, you can tell there's a crash pad. Yeah. Um, there's because there's the complete absence of sound once she's out of view. Right. And you're like, that can only be done with a crash pad. Yeah. Other than that, you'd hear tile. You'd or hear tile. You'd yeah. hear smack. You'd hear, you know, she'd make a sound. Yeah. But you'd in, hear like a skirt noise because yeah. she like, got dragged on the. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's completely obvious. There's a crash pad. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to get over that he's fucking beyond psychotic and jealous and crazy. But they shouldn't have done it. We'll see where it goes. Because it actually does go somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, not a... I mean, and let's be honest. At this point, like I said with the sewage thing, they are trying so hard to be edgy because mm-hmm. the competition is doubling their rating doing this kind of shit. Uh, and if we're like, and I thought about it, I'm like, well, let's play devil's advocate yep. on the other show. The, they kidnapped a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to like do a storyline where she was married against Terrell and, and, and then raped yep. to have his demon seed, um, which they would still and use again. But that's beside the point. I so like, that. hate to see it. Uh, and I'm not condoning this or that. They're both terrible storylines. Yeah. So I can see we got to be edgy. We got to be. What if he slaps her? So I guess like, <sighs> it's that tamed edginess so, that they think at this time. Yeah. Is a good idea. I mean, they're trying anything to be edgy, but they're not. It's just. No. So I guess to play devil's advocate for the devil's advocate. I don't. I'm so lost in our analogy now. So on the other show, they. Actually kidnapped Stephanie. Mm-hmm. But then there was like an implied marriage, right? There was like an implied yeah. sexual yeah. aspect to it. There wasn't like, let's actually slap a woman on television. Yet. Yet. <laughs> um, so I guess that was I guess that was the strike. I had never seen this. But what's worse? So when you guys kept teasing me, I was like, what the fuck are you talking but about? But what's worse? A obviously pulled quick slap... Or multiple storylines with alleged raping? Uh, I'm going to go neither. They're, they both are bad. <laughs> oh, no, they're both bad, but which one's worse? Uh, for me, it's the macho one, to be really? honest. Really? To be honest. Because I'm watching, like... Right, so but that's what I'm saying. The terrible. other one is implied. It's not... They don't actually say it. I impl- Implied or not, they don't actually say it or do it. Yeah. He actually slaps her in the face. Uh, implied, but that... but the, I'm looking at it from, like, a totally different view of, like, I've got small children... Mm-hmm. Uh, and and small children were watching this shit back then, mm-hmm. and while I would be appalled at both, yeah, the implied rapist the, and and the way they use the women, 
scares the shit out of me as a parent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, impressionable young males mm-hmm. could pick up on that. And, uh, well, we're living the proof now. That's why it's worse to me. It, the I adults got, of now were the kids then. So and I look guess, what the fuck is happening. It, I think, I, 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 I mean, I guess mine is, it's a personal thing. Uh, I yeah. literally watched my dad slap the fuck out of my mother. So. Oh, it, no, it, I'm not it, condoning. It, no, no, it I'm hit not, a little not, harder I, home I'm for me. I'm not condoning either. Not or, condoning but either. I was just thinking, so, like, I think this is DODF's mindset. We can imply and do this. Even though the kids are watching, they don't understand. They don't know. The 12 or 13-year-olds? I'm talking the, yeah. Because that's what I'm talking about. Because those are the ones who are like, yeah, man, just use her up and fucking do whatever you want. But yeah, but the thing is, it's WWF, it's Vince Russo, it's Vince McMahon going, they don't understand. Tell Brock, what's his face? That. Yeah. Let's knock her. Uh, this is coming from in a couple of months in a storyline, but let's knock her out and do whatever we want with her, guys, right? Oh, I... Right? Yeah. 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 Behind a dumpster. Yeah, yeah, do what I want. As long as she's knocked out, right? Yeah. I'm just saying that shit has consequences, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. to be clear, I hate this one as well. Yes. Um. So... That's we, Nitro. What? Uh, Ended on a... Hang on. ...hot note. Uh, we did miss a Megadeth. Mm. <laughs> you say miss. Did we miss? Well, we missed, miss we missed one thing. Uh, only their biggest star returning to the company? Yes. Okay. Really? Yeah. Um, At the end of the performance, Pyro and then Goldberg standing on the rain. Uh, on he the, yells, I'm back. I'm back. And then they cut straight to commercial. So he's literally on screen. Which I guess. 30 seconds. Yes. I looked it up. Which and is it, why I guess I was watching Thunder. I was like, what? Yeah. God yes, uh, these fucking people. I I looked it back. I, I like I found it on YouTube. The performance on YouTube, and then you like it goes it goes black, and then you hear I'm back, and then like pyro, and then he comes out jacked as shit, like you know shirtless and stuff, and then we'll be right back. Yeah, I mean he's literally thirty seconds. On so screen. when was the when was the performance? Right before the main event. So that's why the crowd's chanting Goldberg. Yeah, that's uh, why they're chanting Goldberg when Macho and all that. Cra- they're we're beating up Nash. They're chanting Goldberg, Goldberg. So yeah, Goldberg's back. New contract. Guess money, they money. backed the back the Brinks truck up to his house. I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, which I believe to, then also means Hall and Nash get a raise. I do. As luck would have it. As luck would have it. I do. I do believe. Gotta I, love those favored nations contracts. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I need to get that to work. Uh, right. <laughs> Let's go to Heat since, you know, I have like three more weeks of this. We're, we're working, Joe. Yeah. We're hoping you do Started don't. off with a recap of last week's Monday, uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, we're, they're, you know, we're on July 4th, so hey. Uh, Stone Cold making the main event of him and Undertaker for the title. Austin winning the title. Undertaker attacking him after the match. So our first match tonight is WWF's Iron Man as it's X-Pac and Kane as they're on every show versus the Hardy Boys with Michael Hayes. Hardy, Bo- Hardy Boys will be taking on the Acolytes tomorrow night on Raw for the tag titles. Um, this was a fun match. Uh, Hayes tries to attack Kane, but that doesn't work. Kane only comes in to choke slam Jeff. Uh, X-Pac and jumps off the top rope and hit, hits a second rope X-Factor. Uh, the Acolytes come out and attack the Hardys. X-Pac and Kane come out and make the save. Kane then tombstones Bradshaw on the top of the steel steps. Uh, my the matches I got to watch tonight was the Big Show versus Road Dog, Test versus Jeff Jarrett for the IC title again. 
Uh, Stephanie's here, and she's going to be talking about GTV. Albert and Draws versus The Godfather and Val Venus. If Albert and Draws wins, they get to pierce any body part of Val. But if The Godfather and Val wins, Draws and Albert becomes a hoe for a day. Um, we get an Undertaker promo. Him and Paul Bear come out, and Undertaker wants a rematch at uh, for the title at Fully Loaded in a first blood match, and he's only giving Austin 24 hours to respond. Uh, we see Hardcore Hollies. He's just looking for a fight. Mr. Big Shot. So the first match of the night, uh, second match of the night, is Al Snow and Midian. Midian's now the self-proclaimed European champion, as they're saying it now. Um, they ask him why he's champ, and he says that he wants to show how uh, Undertaker that he's worthy enough. Uh, D'Lo Brown comes in within the first 20 seconds of the match. D'Lo gets involved, hits the sky high on Midian. Al and D'Lo get into the ma- into it after the match. Referee has to separate them. Uh, we're going to recap a GTV with Steph and Tess. Terry Taylor gets the privilege to interview Stephanie. Uh, she tells him uh, to back off. That is her personal business, and she won't talk about it. What Tess did, uh, what Shane did to Andrew was wrong. Shane needs to leave us alone. I mean, me alone. Uh, my next match was for the Intercontinental Championship, as there's Jeff Jarrett with Deborah versus Tess. Tess gets into it with Joey Abs, who's on the uh, who's on the who's in the crowd. Tess pulls him over the barrier and attacks him. Rep calls for the bell. Um, we get a uh, promo by the Big Shot Hardcore Holly. Issues a challenge to anybody who wants to fight him, but it has to meet his criteria of being over six six and over four hundred pounds. Uh, anything less is a waste of his time. So uh, Viscera comes down. Viscera then destroys Holly. Uh, Viscera goes for a big slash, but Holly rolls out and grabs a chair. He blasts Viscera with some chair shots. Holly gets on the mic and goes, Is that all you got? Uh, Holly then calls up Kane, says uh, he needs to finish where he started on Monday. Kane then, uh, about uh, what he did Monday, Kane chokeslammed him four times on Monday. Uh, Kane comes out and then instantly chokeslams Holly. Uh, the Big Show come, walks out, uh, but once he gets to the bottom of the ramp, The Undertaker shows up. Undertaker gets in the ring while Kane's in there. Undertaker stares at Big Show the whole time. Undertaker and Kane are side by side. Uh, in this spot, I really wanted Hardcore Holly to walk up in between both Undertaker and Kane and look at them like, I can take you both on, pussies. That never happened. I got an idea. I got an idea. Uh, we go backstage uh, with uh, Terry Taylor and Big Show and Show thinks Kane and Taker are together. Uh, he says he can beat them both up at the same time. Our next match is Val Venus and Godfather versus Prince Albert and Draws. Uh, we find out there's going to be a cage match on Monday night between The Rock and Triple H. Godfather wins with a pimp drop in the Death Valley Driver. Uh, we get Terry Taylor test. Taylor wants uh, to know what's the relationship between him and Stephanie Ars. It's no one's business. Test then challenges Joey Abs to a match on Raw. My next match, and the main event, the Road Dog versus the Big Show. Um, show has uh, uh, the dog in the bear hug. Road Dog bites his nose. At Kane then comes down and choke slams Road Dog. X Pac comes out and tries to separate both Kane and Big Show. X Pac and Kane walk up the ramp a little bit until Undertaker and Paul Bear meet them on the ramp. And that. Was Sunday Night Heat? Whew. Let's move. Let's go back to Monday night, July fifth, and where are we at? Fireville. Like I can't even say it. 
We're in North Carolina. We're in the Crown uh, Coliseum. Re- uh, Fayette- Fayetteville. 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 We're in the Crown Coliseum. Uh, we're going to recap from last Monday. Uh, Vince celebrating the victory of the King of the Ring. Austin saying the title match with Undertaker. Uh, Austin having the title match with Taker. Uh, highlights of the, uh, the match. Austin winning the title. Undertaker once again attacking and making him bleed. Undertaker's promo from Heat saying he wants the first blood match. This brings out Stone Cold for our first promo of the night. Comes out to a huge pop. Uh, Austin carrying the Big Eagle. I guess the Smoke and Skull storyline's over. We don't need that belt anymore. Yeah, I don't worry about that. Um, says that uh, he felt great to that he got to ruin Vince's four-month master plan. Uh, Austin tells uh, Taker that he isn't a hard man to find. Austin accepts the first blood match. Austin goes says, I remember the, uh, it was Taker's fault the first time in the first blood match that cost me the match with Kane. This brings out Mr. McMahon. Uh, JR goes off. Oh, here comes King's role model. Uh, Vince says that he believes that the WWF isn't big enough for the both of them. Vince challenges Austin, has a challenge for Austin. Uh, Vince tells him uh, to get his own lawyers for this. Vince Swartz says that and he'll put it in writing and he won't mess with that he won't mess with Austin ever again. But if Undertaker wins, Austin can't have a, a rematch for the title and, and and for the title. And then in Austin's career, he can never have a championship match again. Uh, Vince thought of Austin representing the WF as champion makes him uh, wreck wreck of emotional trauma and thought that uh, of him with the title, this makes him physically ill and wants him to vomit. Uh, this will be a end of an era. I feel like I've heard that somewhere lately. Um, if Austin somehow wins... Austin and the fans will never see Vince McMahon again. Austin asks the fans, and they give him a hell yeah, and he accepts. So what's the stipulation that overall Vince has challenge has Vince laid out for Stone Cold? Is it if Austin wins, Vince is gone? Yeah. And if it's all of them. If Austin wins, Vince is gone. If Taker wins, Stone Cold never gets another title shot ever. Because throughout the, cause I, I, only, I only ask that because during the night, it's if Austin loses, he's gone from WF. They keep saying that. Yeah. They're, they're wrong. This promo was fucking terrible. It was so long and so boring. I'm so tired. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm so tired of Austin. And this, at this point in time in 99, watching week to week, I'm done with him. He, uh, like, it's clear they're just going to do like, long promos to open the show, which if, if that's fine, they're going to do. But it can be somebody different. It doesn't have to always be Vincent Wayne and Austin. It can be somebody else. Well, it's got to be Austin because, truth be told, uh, behind the scenes right now, he um, they want him to work more on Raw. But he's not. And because he's refusing to. Because they've tried to get him to work with Billy Gunn and Jeff Jarrett. And he has flat out said neither one of them is over enough to deserve to be working with him on TV. And he has a list of people he will wrestle. Taker, Rock, Foley, Kane. That's it. Is he wrong about that? Yeah. How are you ever going to get anybody else over if all your wrestles the same fucking guy? Notice who's not on that list. Triple H. Yeah. Um, Four guys. Turks up. That's it. 
Uh, commentary brings up that, once again, we had that Triple H versus The Rock in a steel cage match. Uh, hardcore Holly. Fuck. Holly and Big Show versus X-Pac and Kane. Hold on, hold on. They just set up Austin and Taker for the pay-per-view. And we get Rock and Triple H again tonight. Yep. Fuck, can we do anything else on this goddamn show? Except for those four motherfuckers fighting each other in perpetuity all the fucking time. Am I the only one tired of this? Uh, I'm, I'm tired of this. It's yeah, the we'll same fuck. It's the same. I mean, God damn. <sighs> it's the same. You're, what you're saying, it's the same four guys wrestling each other for the past six months. Jesus you throw Christ. In, you throw in mankind. Yeah. That's your, your hint of spice. Uh, Hardcore Holly, Big Show versus Kane and X-Pac. And we have three title matches tonight. So uh, we go backstage with Michael Cole and The Rock. Rock puts has Cole put a shirt over his head. Uh, tells Cole not to touch it or move his head. Um, it's the best of the hits. You know, Rock's going to lay the smack down on Triple H and the ten guys that look like him. How did Michael Cole make it 20 years? The way he was treated those first couple of years by DX and, and The Rock. How, how did he stick around? No, the money is really good. <laughs> and, on top, options. and on top of that, you've got Vince screaming into your ear nonstop the entire day. You ever think he just like, if he, he has a way, he just like, that headphone doesn't work so he doesn't hear him? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Rock says that he can take Triple H any time of the year. Uh, Rock says he does remember Billy Gunn. He means nothing to him. He's a peon. Mm-hmm. Useless POS. Wow, no wonder this Billy Gunn push isn't getting over. One guy refuses to even work with him, and the other guy just buries him way nonstop. To, way, way to bury your new King of the Ring winner, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> Can we finally go... These our... are the two baby faces. Mm-hmm. Can we finally go our first match of the night for, <laughs> for all? As it's for the WWF Tag Team Championships, as it's the Hardy Boys with Michael Hayes versus the Acolytes. They show uh, Heat, uh, Kane, Tombstone, Bradshaw, and Still Steps. Jarrah says that he has a concussion. And um, we cut back to the stage, the EMT saying, hey, you don't have the clearance. We don't have the clearance. So Bradshaw punches him. Does the EMT have the right to say, hey, you don't have clearance to wrestle? I mean, if someone in position told him that, I then mean, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, does he have the right himself to make that decision? No. I don't believe so. Uh, I may not be the guy to ask on that, but that doesn't sound like in his job jurisdiction checks out right uh, he's I'm a doctor too he's just lucky that he didn't stick a finger up his ass soapy uh lube acolytes come down the hardy boys jump him uh jeff does like a running swanton he gets so high well he, he is so high. wow it lo- i honestly it, which way do you mean it looks like both yes. yes it looks like he did a springboard off the top rope but he didn't um, think car trampoline. Yeah. Uh, Nobody for, gets higher than Jeff Hardy. There it is. Uh, power, uh, spine bus, uh, Busters Matt um, power slams Jeff. Bradshaw with the standing clothesline from hell to Matt. It's just another example of like, welcome to the big leagues, kids. Yep. Jesus fuck. Uh, Hayes gets involved, but Farouk throws him to the outside, and Farouk goes outside and gets involved with him. Jeff hits Bradshaw over the head with Hayes' cane, and Matt hits a second rope, twisting... Uh, Second rope, twisting DDT. Matt covers Bradshaw for the one, two, three. The crowd pops. Your winners and new WWF Tag Team Champions, the Hardy Boys. You mean you take a team, mm-hmm. give them a mentor, mm-hmm. have them win consistently for four to five weeks, mm-hmm. have them get over with those wins, and then give them the belts while they're hot? 
Yeah. And that makes new stars. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Somebody needs to remember that formula and use it now. <laughs> that's amazing. And I'm going to be on my own. I, I'm guessing that I'm on my own here. And that's perfectly fine. I like the concussion angle. And I wish they would do it more often. I like it, too. I like it, too, because it, I like... I'll, I'll say this now. I like this match. Yeah. I, it was entertaining as hell. And I like the fact what you're saying. Welcome to the big leagues, kid. And also, I like the concussion because the Acolytes are, if if not, your one, number one tag team right now. And you're having them face against these you know young up-and-comers. So what do you do? You, you, you play a storyline that one of the big guys, the biggest guy on the team, is hurt. It gives them an out without making the Hardys look weak mm-hmm. or themselves look weak. And, in fact, it makes Bradshaw look tough. Because he went out there, no bitching, no, no nothing, and fought. I wish they would do more concussion and angles now. I'm guessing this angle to make him look such a badass is a makeup from the Brawl for All. Probably. It's and, a, because uh, Bart know, Gunn and, dropped your bully you, ass and a I'll bunch of that, times. And I agree with Corey. Current day wrestling should be doing the exact same thing. Uh, somebody just got their neck stomped through a chair, and they're back on the next show in the week via so, satellite. I think it they should be off of TV. They probably can't go with, oh, we're just going to fight through a concussion part of it. They probably couldn't do that. I agree with that now. But, but with percussion protocol, They you should could. definitely be off of TV yes, for longer. Yes. Um, sell the attack, sell the injury. Sasha Banks. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, like, I, don't, I don't mind the storyline of them being hurt, but have them off TV for more than a week. I mean, especially with the attack, the attack went 20 minutes. Common sense would tell you, yes. But then again, oh, we have to get a rating, and we're somehow convinced that that person is going to help us. It didn't. But then, like, so it, so they had, they already have it out, and then they cheat to win anyway, so mm-hmm. they have another out. Yeah. Like, it keeps both teams strong. But Farouk's busy on the you outside. get the Hardys a hometown pop. Yeah. And I just want to tell you, like, Jeff Hardy is a special guy. Yeah. I'll tell you why. The hard life that motherfucker has lived. Yeah. He's four years older now than Michael Hayes is on yep. Raw 99. And look how Hayes looks. And look how Jeff Hardy looks current day with the life he's lived. God damn. That's crazy. Is he an alien? So well, he has a giant tattoo. I will counter <laughs> that by saying... Yes. Look no. at the life Michael Hayes lived. Because <laughs> you would fuck. But you would think if any current wrestler could maybe rival the Freebirds in their prime. Can you imagine Jeff Hardy's a Freebird? Oh my fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he would he would be like John Stamos, you know, like how did you not <laughs> age? He, like if he was Jesus. a if he was a free bird and rode with them in the early eighties, he would have died in the nineties. Oh yeah. My like God. Jesus Lord. So we cut backstage with Terry Taylor with the new champs, Hardy Boys. Uh, Matt has no words. He's speechless. He's, you know, like, oh, it's a dream come true. Let's cut that off and let's go GTV, shall we? Oh, yes. Uh, we see Albert and Draws getting dressed up as hoes. Draws uh, is I, liking this. I, I kind of found this humorous. I, I found this humorous. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, Albert right. not loving this at all. Did you shave your legs? Oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> You got glitter on your yeah. chest? It looks yeah. good. It looks good. I thought, that was, I thought that was I thought that was, it was fun. fine. Yeah. I mean, it's the best GTV they've done. Which yeah. is a low bar. It would have yeah. been better as just a backstage segment. Yeah, you could yeah. just, yeah. Um, especially interrupting your new tag champs trying to do their first promo. I mean, 
Oh, it's WWF. So yeah. as much as we got him over, we have to try to not get him over either. Boom. Uh, our next match is Gangrel versus The Godfather. Commentary brings up that there's dissension within the brood. Um, yep. They show last week Gangrel <laughs> seeing yeah. Edge save a hoe. But then they frame it as Gangrel's mad Edge got the pussy? Right? Yes, that's how they framed it. <laughs> that's how they framed it, all right. Um, Edge. Um, so uh, Godfather comes out with a couple of hoes. There's a redhead there that looks... I feel like I've seen her. I've seen her before. She was once or twice. She looks familiar. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so he. Uh, Edge likes. Godfather has uh, Val come out, and they goes, "Well, let's bring out our new hose." Albert and Draws come out. Draws does the grind like Sable. That was so good. Jared was like, "He's doing the, the grind." grind. <laughs> Albert's not enjoying this at all, but you can see Draws. It was still a better grind. I'd rather better. watch this. Uh, Gangrel jumps the Godfather, uh, and then I went, "Oh yeah, Gangrel's here." Since the storyline went back to the the four other men. Speaking of the grind, did you see the sign <laughs> in the audience in the front row on this show? Probably. Which one it's was for it? Sable? <sighs> it was about Sable. No, maybe I said hey, due to her Nitro appearance a couple weeks ago, a guy in the front row had a sign and said, "Hey, Vince, Sable likes older men." That's that's right. <laughs> oh, boy. um. Gang, uh, Godfather wins with a leg drop. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm probably on an island on my own here. I actually didn't mind this match. It was fast paced between the both. You need the Godfather to wrestle short three to four minute matches yeah. that are fast moving, and he's perfectly fine in that. Mm-hmm. And Gangrel is an undervalued, underrated, even to this day, an undervalued, underrated worker. Uh, so, yeah, it was fine. It was I didn't mind it. It was weird. It was like, it was a decent. Quick raw match. Uh, after the match, Draws and Albert attack Val Venus. Gangrel then helps attack Godfather and joins Draws and Albert on the beatdown of Val. Edge and Christian come out to a good pop to pull Gangrel off of Val. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go backstage with Test. Uh, can I just say quickly? Yeah. Typical baby faces in 99. Come out to get your guy away, but not actually help the people getting the shit kicked hey, out. Hey, Dad, of come with us. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind that. Also, no, let's not do that. Uh, isn't it like kind of out of nowhere, like the renaissance of their tag division? You think back to four months ago, too much, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, had, they weren't even there. Really, it was the Outlaws, X Pac, and Kane and, and Jared Dino Mark Henry. Like that, yeah, was, that was it was whew. terrible. And now look at these look at these teams. They finally figured out. Well, we, let's use the Hardys. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian have been playing, you have the acolytes. The acolytes have been built up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. And then there's more coming. It's, Venus and Godfather have been a team. A and that's a not terrible. I wouldn't put no. them anywhere near the main part of the tag it's division. It's a serviceable tag team. Like, I don't mind. Draws and Albert. Draws I don't mind Albert. what they're doing with, these, that, with Draws and Albert. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Still got Xbox and Kane. Still got Xbox. So it's, the, it's the Iron Man. Still D'Lo and Mark if you need it. Yeah. Kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, the new, new mega powers of D'Lo and Mark. Had a tag team resurgence. Shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, we go backstage with Tess and Stephanie. Stephanie's telling Tess she's worried about him. And don't worry about it. Uh, we had a replay from last week's GTV of uh, Stephanie and Tess leaving the motel, and then Shane flying like Superman to scare the <laughs> shit out of Tess. What you didn't hear is him go, ooh, ah, ah. and then light him up. <laughs> Jesus. Somewhere a young Samoan's like, I'm going to steal that. Tackling fuel. <laughs> so our next match is Tess versus Joey Abs. They show the recap of Tess attacking Abs in the, on Heat, which, by the way, uh, Heat was filmed prior to this. Episode because the cage was hanging above 
Uh, I don't understand why they're in. I don't understand their taping It doesn't schedule. make sense, right? It's weird. It Later on, it made much more sense. Heat would be taped before Raw, but it was next week's right. episode. Not the one... It, it, I thought at this point, too... I thought they were live every week by this point. Is no, it soon? It, it doesn't, that doesn't start until SmackDown starts. Oh, because okay. SmackDown occupies the Tuesday taping okay. schedule that Raw, the second Raw had. Because like I'm trying to figure out, when the fuck do they go live so every week? So starting, starting in late August is okay. when they go live every week. Mm. Uh, Tess spears Joey Abs on the ramp. Tess hits a big boot. Uh, Abs hits a jumping suplex. Uh, Tess hits a gut wrench power bomb, but then continues to beat up Abs, which I like because of the fact of the storyline. Yeah, that the gut wrench power bomb is Tess's finisher. However, he's like, I'm not through with you yet, pal. And they got it right. If this is going to have any legs at all, it has to be Joey Abs wrestling and not the other two. Yeah, uh, Tess hits a huge sit down power bomb. Shane comes up dragging Stephanie in the, as the posse jumps Tess from behind. Uh, I really like the intensity that Tess gave. Yeah, yeah. I was mildly, and I do stress mildly, uh, uncomfortable with the Shane Stephanie stuff. Because I was like, geez, this is not that far removed from what Savage just did on Nitro. Uh, yeah. Like an you know what I mean? Like, like he, you know, she's, he's, he's forcing her awful hardly. You know, it's like, uh, but, yeah, whatever. No, siblings, Shane. I guess. I siblings, just, yeah. yeah but oh, he did have her kidnapped. It didn't look good. Yeah. Uh, Shane uh, makes Stephanie watch as the posse attacks Tess. Shane and posse leaves while Stephanie checks on Tess. We go backstage with China and Triple H as China's yelling at cops, saying that her car was destroyed. China says that uh, she came out here and saw Xbox and Road Dog vandalizing her car. The car says, break it down and DX on it. <laughs> Can you just for a minute... Can you just imagine putting yourself in those cops' shoes if this were real? Be like, do you know who did it? Yes. X-Pac and Road Dog. Like, and you'd be like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. Like, uh, are uh, you yeah. ordering drugs? Yeah. Yeah. Who? who? Yeah. Uh, so let's go to our next match. And it's our first, uh, second championship match. It's hardcore, for the hardcore title, as it's D'Lo Brown and Al Snow. Uh, Brown, uh, D'Lo starts to talk trash about Al Snow, but Al Snow sneaks in from behind and attacks him with a, a pan. Uh, they fight in the crowd, and they go to the backstage. They fight on an escalator, and Al gets hit into the middle, then slides down. You see this down. stupid kid who couldn't get out of the way? He was trying to run up the other side. He got tired. just like, oh, fuck. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> well, fuck it. I'm done. Um, uh, D'Lo throws a plan at Snow, and Jared goes like... back on the escalator. Uh D'Lo throws a plant at Al Snow and JR yells, Oh, the old plant throw. The dreaded, the the dreaded, dreaded plant. 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 <laughs> um, lo- they, uh, they fight around a pay-, pay phone and like they make the, Oh, someone's going to call Collect. And then D'Lo yells, You better call 1-800-COLLECT when I'm kicking your ass. And like hits him with a pay phone. Uh, they hit each other with a snow shovel. Pretty hard too, by yeah, the way. I- yeah, they uh, fight into <laughs> catering. Uh, Al Snow chokes D'Lo with a chain around, like, a lift gate door. Uh, D'Lo then frog splashes uh, Al Snow. He jumps off one table onto another. I thought that was cool. And the table kind of breaks. Can you imagine, like, like 20 minutes before this, everybody was like, hey, everybody out of fucking catering. we got to clear this shit out of the yeah. way. People were like, God damn it. Um, so I come to work for. Fuck. <laughs> so then D'Lo puts uh, Al on another table and goes around a... a uh, Goes around a curtain and then starts lift going up on a scissor lift. 
hits a splash. Uh, oh, I apologize. Uh, Midian sneaks in and this like just tips two tables over and lands on D'Lo. Uh, D'Lo is the one that's on the table. Al Snow goes to the top on the sizzle up and just hits a splash. And for the win. I didn't mind this match. I thought it was pretty fun. It's a fun little yeah. match. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, then Midian just walks past D'Lo laughing. Do, 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 do. Uh, we come back. We go backstage with uh, the police, and they come up to uh, Slaughter, Fink, and someone else. Someone else. Uh, they're looking for X Pac and Road Dog. X Pac. X Pac. They don't know where he's at. They leave, and the fucking Fink rats out X Pac and Road Dog. If you want them, they're like three three doors down. It door. makes sense. He does not tolerate people's cars being fucked with. It was probably his car. It was probably his probably car. It was his car. <laughs> But Fink rats them out. Fucking stooge. Fucking stooge. Uh, we had the getting Sheffy with a Chef Bayardee commercial. So let's go to our next match. Road Dog versus Val Venus. I like the continuation here of JR questioning the well-being of Val after the attack. Uh, but how Val controls half the match. Uh, Road Dog finally gets the advantage. However, when a police officer comes out dragging X-Pac and then just gets into the ring, stops the match, and handcuffs <laughs> Uh, road dog as that's it like they're like oh we gotta go and I love the fact like you they cut back to China and Billy as this is happening like Billy has the you hate to see it look on his face like that's a shame it, that it's weird it's a weird way um, to arrest them <laughs> uh, Billy says that's justice that's what they deserve I love JR hey guys we're kind of in the middle of conducting yeah. some business here uh yeah Guys, we're, we're having you a match. Invest, you investigate the death a couple months ago. This should be fine. <laughs> yeah. Show must go on. Yep. Now let's go to our next match for the Intercontinental Championship. Again, Jeff Jarrett with Deborah versus Chaz and Mariana. I love the fact that I was thinking something. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as the bell rang, Jim Ross is like, hey, I kind of wonder how Chaz warrants an Intercontinental title match here. <laughs> must know somebody in management. <laughs> And I was like, think, because I was thinking the whole time, like, why the fuck is he getting a title shot? That's excellent. Like, Jeff Jarrett, X Pac, and Kano are the only guys that are on every goddamn show that they have to defend their yep. title or whatever the time. every time. Uh, match begins, and they cut straight to the back as the cops are taking X Pac and Road Dog away, and they're yelling, mm-hmm. what, we do, what did we do? Yeah, actually, I was like, they should have to read the rights to them. You have to tell them why they're being arrested. To be fair. Bum, bum. Uh, Don't let that get in the way of a good story. We get a We Want Puppies <laughs> chant. Because of course we do. Of course we do. Um, Chaz gets the advantage, and then Deborah gets in the ap- apron, uh, takes her shirt jacket off. Chaz doesn't have to tear Mariana to do the spot this week. Uh, Mariana uh, tugs, and uh, they get into it on the outside. Jarrett wins. Mariana and Deborah get into it. Jarrett's waiting for Chaz to get up so he can hit him with the guitar, but Thrasher comes through the crowd. And makes a save, and the crowd loves it. He's got a bit of a pot belly, doesn't he? Yeah. What was his injury? I can't remember. It's something with his neck or shoulder. But hey, it looks like uh, they got another tag team for that revitalized division you were talking so, about. There you go. Uh, Michael Cole, we go backstage with him and says that he'll be able he'll be talking with China and Triple H in a little bit. So let's go to our next match. This is Edge versus the Big Boss Man. Edge comes out once again to a good pop. Uh, boss man controls the match once again. It's a vet versus the newcomer, up and comer. Mm-hmm. Um, Edge hits a sloppy spear for the win. 
Uh, Bossman gets up right away and attacks Edge with the nightstick. Bossman handcuffs Edge to the ropes and attacks him with the nightstick. Ref tries to stop, but Bossman slaps him, so lost slapping tonight. Christian then comes down and drop kicks Bossman to no effect. Bossman attacks him, handcuffs him too, and then they attack both men. Uh, Bossman chokes out Edge with the nightstick as Christian watches. I thought I was watching an old episode of Superstars of Wrestling from the late <laughs> 80s. Like, Bossman pulled out the handcuffs and nightstick. I was like, Jesus, all you need now is fucking slick. But no. I like this. Oh, it was fine. Again, yeah. there's nothing bad on this show. It's Just getting tired. We go backstage with Michael Cole with China and Triple H. China says she was violated because her personal belongings were vandalized. She oppressed charges on both of them. And then Triple H, why the hell am I in a match with The Rock? I've already beaten him. I want the goddamn World Wrestling Federation Championship. I'm tired of Thank facing The God. Rock. I loved his promo. He was right. like, what does this do for me to get me closer to the belt? Why am I doing this again? I've already beaten him. I, I don't need to. Triple H's I promo don't this. Need to face this guy again. It was so good. Dead on. Loved it. He wants to he wants to be champion. That's all he wants. He's speaking for us fans too. We're tired of watching the same goddamn matches. <laughs> well, this is a new match. Mr. Ass with China versus Meat. Are you kidding me? I was happy. And PMS. In the epic tradition of such matches like Hogan Andre yep. and Rock Austin. Yep. We have Ass Meat. <laughs> yep. No? Uh, China brings down a black bag. Wonder what's in the bag. As soon as this match started, I had that joke figured out. Awesome. I was like, I'm using this on the podcast. I love it. <laughs> uh, Meat gets a close call on that ass. No, wrap, wrap it up. <laughs> oh, wrap it up. We're done. We're done. Okay. Uh, gun, For that being said, <laughs> Gun hits a jackhammer on that meat, and then the famouser. Meat is basically standing still as Mr. Ass has to jump over him. Right. I mean, way to go there, Stasiak. I, you know. Thank God, Billy Gunn's best right, athlete so, in the company. So you, uh, you talked about it last week where he like because Joe uh, no sold the fact that he turned in fucking air to do the famous. Right? I, yeah, uh, I, uh, he's like finding DDP ways to hit this fucking move. <laughs> right? I'm sorry, I I'm sorry for last week because I was taking the notes. I didn't pay attention. Who are you to doubt Billy Gunn? Oh, uh, are you uh, Mark, Mister? Are you Billy Gunn? Mark I'm now? just saying. He's on the level of El uh, Dandy. All right, Stan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Best athlete in the World Western Federation. I'll have you know, my God. King of the ring, sir. King ass. King ass. King ass meat. <laughs> How was that for a tag team? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> all right, ass king. So, uh, hey, <laughs> Meat is, once again, basically standing straight up. And oh, yeah. At, and he actually way. stood up in the middle of the building. Yeah. like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> I've never noticed this before. Did you guys notice this? Uh, Meat has strategically placed lipstick kisses all over his body. Oh, I noticed that. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice until today. I did. First time I ever seen it. I was, I was like, like, huh. Some of those were strategically placed. Like, ha okay. Some of those were real. What? Probably you know, Terry Reynolds. Yeah. Roll Tide. Roll anyway. Tide. Roll Tide. Um, Jackie gets involved with Billy Gunn here. China then gets, uh, comes from behind and hits Jackie. DDT's Jackie as Gunn, as Mr. Ass DDT's his meat. <laughs> And then, then China reaches in the black bag and finds uh, that black same black spray paint that uh, oh, got vandalized her and car. JR's fucking line. Oh, that's original. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, black spray paint, huh? Spray painting stuff, huh? So original. 
Uh, they put, sprayed Terry's butt, and then they put meat and Jackie in the, together, and then sprayed DX on it, and that's when Jared goes, spray painting stuff, so original. I'm surprised Lawler didn't make a lewd comment about the amount of side boob meat just hanging out on Jackie while she was laying there motionless. So, uh, first of all, the fans hated this. Oh, my God. Oh, they fucking, fucking hated it. Meat. But all I could think of before she squashed her top was like, China and Jackie. Yeah, hmm. please. And then she squashed her. And <laughs> yeah, of course. Her, so. yeah. But I was gotta, like, got to get China over. Huh. Yep. I, would, I would be into that match. Got to work with the men. Dude. I guess. So let's go to our next match is Big Show and Hardcore Holly versus just Kane as X-Pac was arrested earlier in the night. Jared was like, uh, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> Holly's telling Big Show that he's in charge and listen to him. Uh, Kane drop kicks Big Show but doesn't get uh, all of it. Uh, Big Show then power slams Kane and then Holly wants the tag to get some of Kane. Uh, Undertaker and Paul Baird come down the ramp and Undertaker, uh, as Big Show's standing there, uh, standing there staring at Undertaker while Holly and Kane wrestle. Kane chokeslams Holly for the win while Big Show's too focused on the Undertaker. Uh, Kane then clips Big Show knee. Undertaker and Kane both attack Big Show. Uh, crowd's hating this. Kane and Undertaker hit a double suplex. Kane leaves the ring. Undertaker goes and grabs a chair. Undertaker blasts Show with the chair to <sighs> yeah, the head. He does. Uh, Big Show's busted open. Yeah. I believe this is Undertaker making up for the King of the Ring. <laughs> uh, what I don't understand is. I'm not quite understanding why Kane and Taker were working together. I, I Am I missing made, something? It made absolutely no sense no to sense. me at all. Okay. Maybe Done. King of the Ring. It didn't they... make sense to Kane either because they did a spot where he stops at the top and looks like he's going to turn around and help Big Show. Yep. And yep. He does but it. then just walks. And I'm like, this confused the shit out of me. Yep. I know Taker and Big Show are feuding. I know Kane and Big Show are feuding. They've had no interaction. And Taker's got Austin over here. Like, I have no idea yeah. what the fuck this is about. Well, actually, you know what? Fucking because Austin mentioned him. Could be, yeah. He said last time Kane helped you. That's oh, uh, you know what? Yeah, okay. That there is they that's are. something. The throwing Kane. There they are. Oh, there. Yeah, you're right because last time you beat me, you helped your brother yeah. Kane out. Yep. Well, the first blood. Time to oh, repay okay. the favor. Yep. All right. It's now it's. Clicking. I missed that. I missed that too. I, I just put it together. I was like, oh, it's fucking Austin. God damn it. So let's go to our main event, shall we? Triple H with China. I love that. So I before that you break it down. Yes. Corey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both shows. Mm-hmm. You've got 1995 all over again, Diesel and Sid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you have, again, The Rock and Triple H. Which one are you looking forward to most? In a vacuum. And <laughs> if I'm back in 99, yeah. I'll be honest, it's Nash and Sid, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Only because it hasn't happened since 95. Okay. Where Triple H and Rock feuded in 97, mm-hmm. 98, mm-hmm. and now in 99. Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen this match? A lot. Exactly. So even though the other one isn't going to be good, at least I haven't watched it 30 times in the last three years. And I'll go with Nash about and that is like, And these two work well together. They, they have do. good matches. They have good like, chemistry. Jesus, man. But it's got to be like, okay, uh, how many times? Like, Sorry, Joe. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I agree with you guys. Uh, China hands Triple H some handcuffs. Uh, Triple H lays out the rock with punches with those handcuffs. A lot of handcuffs. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of handcuffs and slapping. That's bad. That's actually bad booking. If you're going to do something in one spot. One person does it. You don't do it in the other. Now, normally the main event might get the spot, but in this instance, 
It's the other guy's gimmick. It's literally what he does. So you shouldn't do it here. A chain would work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Triple H tries to handcuff the Rock to the cage, but low blo- Rock low blows him. Rock uh, arm whips Triple H off the top rope. Uh, Rock tries to leave the ring through the door, but China knocks the ref down and shuts the door on the Rock's face. Uh, China then uh, drags Triple H out. Rock gives chase and attacks China and Triple H on the ramp as the ref is still out. Uh, they fight on the outside for a pretty long time. Rock catapults Triple H into the cage. Rock puts Triple H back in the ring, and they begin the fight again as the ref gets up. I actually like that spot of, like, mm-hmm. I didn't see it. Sorry. I thought it was an interesting little, like, uh, twist to the match. As like as China is telling the ref, Triple H was out, Triple H was out, and, like, you know, Jer- uh, King, like, hey, somebody tell the ref that Triple H won the match, being that heel. Um uh, Rock thought about leaving, but decides to hit a double forearm on the Triple H from the top rope. Uh, Triple H and Rock are on top of the cage, and they're throwing punches at each other. Uh, China then hands Triple H a chair. Triple H blasts the Rock with the chair as the Rock lays unconscious up the top rope. And this is one of the spots I really liked in this match. It's Triple H being the cockiness, kind of, oh, I'm about to win the match. So he starts to climb back into the cage. And starts walking on the crotches, himself. crotches himself on the top rope. It's the old Ric Flair in the cage match, and I love that because of the fact that you have the crowd being, "Oh shit, he's gonna win!" and then he crotches himself, and then he starts to drag himself to the corner out of the door while The Rock is up, we awaking, and think, oh, "I gotta climb down the cage." So we have the neck and neck race. Rock come uh, gets down first for the win. Uh, Mister Ass comes out and starts beating, uh, gives The Rock a famouser. And after the match, Triple H and Gun attack the uh, Rock. However, out of nowhere, we run out of time. You felt like there was going to be like a raw attitude, but but nada. But nada. I got, and this is stupid to admit, but uh, when they were at the top of the cage, sitting there, mm-hmm. and he hits them with the chair, and they're both wobbly. I got such anxiety, being that I'm terribly afraid of heights. And even though it wasn't me and I'm watching this, I'm like, uh, just imagining myself in either position was giving me some slight anxiety. I was like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Noi. No. Never. Like when he hits Rock with the chair and Rock like ends up like laying down up there. Yeah. You couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> Fuck that. So, boys, what was the better show? Oh, raw. 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 Jesus raw. I, I, for, and I will address that later. I will too. <laughs> my WTF. So... Oh, we have ratings. Ratings, and then let's do the uh, mark out mo- no, no self for Bash the Beach. Oh, I thought we were doing that on Thunder since we usually do that after the show. Yeah. The brand. It's, uh... So when you didn't do it after Nitro, I thought we were just doing it. We can do it on Thunder. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the ratings, shall we? So last week, WCW got a 3.6, while WWF got a 6.8. This week, WCW, even though Bret Hart is coming back, came back. For this night, three point three. Jesus, nothing's gonna save them, it's, and the fact that they have a shit card, yeah, um, for a pay per view. No, there's no interest. Dojf six point two went down, went but down, but it's Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, yeah it's Fourth of July weekend. They're still easily above a six. I, there's they could pretty much. I mean, they literally killed a dude. They could do nothing wrong. Like they just right. they can't right there. You, you said it. Yeah. So let's go to the award show times. Corey, give me some sweet, sweet. Eh. 
checks out. Or work shift time. Uh, best match. Who or who? Who are you talking to? I went who you versus Chavo. <laughs> okay. Anybody. I like the opening match Nitro a lot. I... The finish sucked. But the Rock Triple H cage match was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to say the six-man tag on Nitro with the, the triad against Benoit, Saturn, and Malenko. I thought you would go that route. Uh, mm-hmm. Rock Triple H was my number two. That was my second one was that one. My one... Hardy Boys versus the Acolytes. Jesus, how often do we all have a different match? It's not often. Not lately. Not, not mm. often. Lately. And those are all, I think, three very like viable contenders. Yeah. I really enjoyed the, the tag match as well. The Acolytes one was very good. Uh, worst match? Well, you know, I'm going to go uh, David Flair and Buff Bagwell. Although I will ad- fully admit, because I, I write them when I'm doing these, so it's easy for me to remember. I had four matches rated at half a star or lower. I had a plethora to choose from. Are they all on Nitro? Uh, no. Uh, For me... Billy Gunn and Meat was one of them. And I had a couple that were like three quarters of a star. I had a... I mean... For, just... for uh, my worst match, I think, was Chaz versus Jeff Jarrett. That's fair. Because how many times does Jeff Jarrett have to defend that IC title? He defends almost twice a week. You know, I, every bit of me wants to go with what you went with, but in the spirit of finding something different, yep. I'm going to say Van Hammer and Lenny Lane because it was just... And that was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I had three because I also had Rick Steiner and uh, Van Piro at three quarters. Of Which is one I considered as well. <laughs> yeah. I just... Fuck, man. Uh, who's your guys' MVP? Bret Hart and Mike Tenet. Damn it. I was going to be like... Ooh, I'm going to pick a dark horse and say Mike Tanay for that video. I wanted to pick him, but I was like, but I can't just pick, just pick him because Brett gave a fucking fantastic promo. So I, I have a co-MVP this week. So I'll say that I agree with you, mm-hmm. but I will give an honorable mention to Triple H for that promo. Yeah. And the match. And the match. I mean, the match. I mean, he had a good night, but I fucking love that. Why the fuck am I facing him again? Right. Just phenomenal storytelling. The problem is they can do that same promo with like three quarters of the promos on TV today and make sense. Why am I facing this guy again? <laughs> um, mine would be Brett. I mean, just mm-hmm. For the personal stuff. Uh, who's your guys' Moadib? Savage. Uh, I mean, we went into the stuff at the end of the show, but like his promo was... Complete garbage. And he is doing everything in his power to make me not give a fuck about that match. There's so many. There's so many. There's so many contenders this week. Yeah. Your yours is good. He he did not have a good week. I'm gonna go with another guy on WCW that had a terrible mm-hmm. week, and that's Piper. Yeah, I mean that fucking promo. It is. He's always in contention. Everything about that promo was so god awful. Then I'll say Piper. Including the fact that he can't remember he's a fucking heel. Yeah. It, it was just trash. Jesus. Uh, I will be also on WCW. And I'm going to go with your world heavyweight champion, Kevin Ash. Like, just. Yeah. Dead I mean, man walk. You know what I mean? Like, he just doesn't want to be there. And he's your know. champ. He's your head booker. Come on. Should bo- he should book himself into retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are with Brett already. Um,. Corey, yeah. WTF. I'm going to save the obvious ones Kay. for you because I know what's coming. 
Okay. That's WCW. Like, what the fuck's happening here? Like, <laughs> ah, it's just... Across the board, it's yep. just so fucking bad. So, I will let Corey continue, but I, I will... It's literally the same. It's uh, They are spiraling out of control. Yep. Like, what in the fuck are they doing? I'm watching it with a... This time, I'm watching this, this time frame through with a hypercritical eye. Right. And I see pieces. I see pieces that could be put in places mm-hmm. where you could maybe try to build a little momentum. But they seem to be dead set on putting those pieces in the worst possible spots. Where was Booker T tonight on your biggest Nitro? Or summer? Kidman. Or Kidman. Your biggest baby face returns and gets 30 seconds. Yep. But we had three stings. Yeah. I just... The actual sting himself gets 30 seconds at the end of the show. I... The choices. Like... However, they from, have nobody to blame but themselves. From the amount of TV time, though, you'd think that the West Texas Rednecks are the biggest babyface group in the history of the business. You would fucking think. So, I mean, you would swear to God, it's the it's the Von Erichs horse rolled into fucking one, right? I mean, goddamn, Jesus Christ! So that's my WTF, and mine is essentially that. Like, yeah. the fuck is WCW doing? I thought you were gonna go off on the, the ending segment. I thought that's gonna no. be your WTF. No, I will then. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so. Frequently throughout the years on the Monday Night War Stories, which you can listen to here at NoSellerEntertainment.com, we've always had, we've ran out of time because there is a monster brawl happening between the faces and heels, NWO Sting and his bat, NWO and Goldberg for like a week. And, you know, we've had those brawls, Luger, all that stuff, right? We've run out of time. What would happen? I don't understand that they thought, guys, we have a great idea. Let's end this week's Nitro with a girl screaming for her life. Let's have Nitro have a madman, a mad macho man, threaten two women's lives. First off, let's have him slap one. And then also grab her by the nose and like do like the three stooges, like I'm going to punch you type routine. And then, like, yelling at the other one to shut up, bitch. You know, like, that doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth as you're leaving the show going, huh. Basically, they took his heel 80s character with a Miss Elizabeth and amped it up to a fucking bajillion. He had a surge. Right? So, (laughs) like, Jesus Christ. If I could ask uh, a kayfabe question. Yeah. How does that build interest to a title match? It doesn't. I just... It doesn't. It, but, it but doesn't. They, but they weren't trying to build interest to a title match. They were trying to build interest, like, word of mouth. You know how when you're spiraling, you know, it's in every, in every well, I was going to say every entertainment field, but it's every walk of life, period. Yeah. The theory of no bad publicity is, is or, good publicity. Yeah, yeah. You know? So they're just trying to get word of mouth about their fucking company again. So, and it's gotten to the point where now if we have to do it this way with the cheap heat, fuck, we'll do it. I mean, you got dudes coming out of closets. You got... Can I be honest? Women and just... I am shocked that they didn't do this months earlier with Steiner. Right. I mean, they kind of hinted at it with Kimberly. It's kind of his character. Yeah, like, he did comp- throw her out of a car. Right, well, the, the, maybe. maybe. So, I mean, there is that, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess there's that part. <laughs> so I mean, Pushed out of a movie vehicle, to so be So I'm fair. surprised they hadn't done it already. Or she jumped. We don't, still yeah. don't know yet. Tony wasn't sure. Yeah. Uh, so good point. So I'm surprised they didn't do it earlier with him. Yeah. It, it, it just... It, they want the realism to be 
there. However, their realism is like a two to what WWF would do. But I wouldn't use the word realism because there's not a lot of reality in what WWF's doing either. No. With demonic guys <laughs> with, with black weddings they're, and kidnappings. They're, with their kayfabe I wouldn't no. call that reality. With their... Well, there are some people in this world that do believe that stuff. Well, yeah. But, but you know, they're trying to be risque. They're trying to be extreme. So how? Let's have Macho Man slap a woman and have threatened to beat the crap out of the other one. It's Jerry Springer. It's Jerry Springer. Yep. It's what, whether we like it or not, That's it's what also, was on it was what was in, in, that, in 1999. And literally, that show was in Austin Powers, the sequel. Like, yep. I don't, I, yeah. I, I, they had a segment in a fucking movie. It, and, it is my honest opinion, and I've thought this for years, it, not just professional wrestling, yeah. but in every aspect of life, 1999 was a trashy year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Across the board, and also the and also I Ami mean, also go back just a minute to the uh, blinking red lights of Lenny Lane and Lodi coming out of a, the closet. Ha ha ha! <laughs> They're not good at subtle. They have to hammer you over the head with Lenny and Lodi are gay. Like you might as well just have. Lodi do the Terry entrance with me, just blow him on the fucking stage. And that's also what happened with the, the Sa- and that's also what happened with the Savage thing. They don't know how to be subtle, so we gotta show him Hitner. Like it's if, like if they wanted the, the segment, right? All they had to do was have him run in, close the door, and then have her scream. Yeah. They're a bad You ra- imply it that it's dangerous, but you don't see anything. They're a bad rating away from Ric Flair grabbing the woman in the front row and fucking her in front of her boyfriend. Yeah. Like I just they don't do subtlety. (laughs) So that was this week's episode of the Monday Night Wars. We have Thunder coming up, the go home show to the Bash of the Beach, (laughs) and it was a doozy. And next week we'll be doing the pay per view war stories for WCW's Bash at the Beach, Bash on the Beach, like RV, like uh, RPGP says. Let's see if this will be a bash. You can follow all of us. On social media, you can follow Corey at that Kayfabe guy. You can follow Mr. Booble at MT Booble. You can follow me at that Joe Lessel. You can follow the producer at Producers, and you can follow No So Entertainment at No So ENT. You can go to No So Entertainment.com to find all of our lovely podcasts. You can also go to iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. Mm, that's not true. Anywhere that you can, that we pay for. And like always, Corey must pose. I have nothing. <laughs>